welcome to episode 16 of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast so Warhammer, we replaced our I Love Mum tattoos with Warhammer ones. <laughs> Only my love. Because we're that cool. <laughs> Only my love for the Emperor is pure, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mum. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm your host, Matt, and joining me as always, a guy who is rumoured to be starting a metal band called Grots and Blood Clots. It's Cameron. <laughs> Hi everyone, that's really good. <laughs> oh man. And it's not even trademarked either. No, no. <clears throat> <laughs> There's going to be a super group between Grots and Noise Marines. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. Up and absolutely, up and coming. <laughs> they get all the high notes, you know, they're the soprano in the alto. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine there's lots of Grot roadies or something mm, like that, mm. just carrying all the gear around. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, put them to use. Why not? Oh, look, someone's got to. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, here we are. Episode 16. What are we mm. going to be talking about? As always, we'll start with our hobby stuff, what we've been painting, buying, reading, etc. And then we're going to move into a rather massive new section that's been <laughs> dropped on us, which yep. originally was going to be quite, you know, quite <clears throat> mediocre, quite small, just little yeah. bits here and there. And yeah. then Blood and Glory dropped uh, last night as of this recording so get ready <laughs> plenty of exciting news to talk about and then in the main law topic we're going to go to oh, it's going to be a bit of a crossover we're going to go to the world that was and age of sigma because we're going to talk about the arguably one of the biggest badasses on the uh, side of chaos which is archeon the ever chosen so we're going to mm. give an overview of him and what little escapades he's been up to over, Just over the ones. years <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's a, you know, he's a bit of a bad boy. <laughs> and then for our discussion topic at the end, uh, we're going to go to the 40k universe and we're going to ask a very controversial question. Primaris Marines, are they good for the law? Mm. Mm. Get ready for plenty of opinions on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Right, mm. so quick one before we start on the hobby stuff. Uh, two little bits just wanted to say. Um, we have set up a, a little way that you can support the show in the future if you wanted to um we've set up a, a coffee page which is similar to a patreon but a bit more simple it's just a way of where you can buy us a coffee electronically so to speak <laughs> um it's just where you know if you want to support the show and buy us a copy a uh, copy buy us yeah. a copy yeah <laughs> buy us a copy of a coffee yeah, yeah. <laughs> big coffee recap <laughs> just a big <laughs> coffee uh if you know if you want to buy us a coffee um it, you know just support the show just to say thanks um the link will be in the description of this episode but it's basically uh coffee.com slash realm ruin that's coffee as in ko hyphen fi dot com mm. slash where i'm wearing um any any donations or any support you give us it'll go towards you know upkeep of the show it'll go towards you know future battle tomes codexes you know anything that we, you know it all go back straight into the show um but you don't have to it's purely optional it's just a few listeners you know suggested it you know wanting a way to support us and that's one way you can do it uh and so, second little bit before we get on to the hobby stuff is a quick shout out to red shadow on our discord channel because it's his birthday i think in the next week or so so mm. a big happy birthday to him he's one of our very valued members on discord and uh yeah happy birthday yeah. mate for, for mm. when it's your day thanks for being <laughs> a lovely part of our community <laughs> absolutely <laughs> right let's get on with the hobby stuff cameron mm. what have you been doing mate 
Um, yeah, I'm going to start this off with what I've been reading, because I mentioned the last episode that I picked up Plague War by Guy Haley. It's the second book in the Dark Imperium series. That is a good book, everyone. I really like that. Glad to I it. finished it very quickly. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know, I'd have like a five minute break at work and I'm just like, oh, just pull this out. <laughs> it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, not just because I'm a Death Guard fanboy, but mostly because I'm a Death Guard fanboy. <laughs> well, that uh, influences yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it's a great book. Uh, it's much bigger than Dark Imperium. It goes on longer and things have wider reaching consequences. Um, I really liked seeing continuations of the characters from Dark Imperium. Like, I mean, Gilliman's in it, of course, because Gilliman's in it. But <laughs> I, I, I was thinking more like, you know, guys like Freda Matthew, um, Gilliman sort of, I think it's militant apostolic or apostolic militant. Yeah, the the, the yeah, he's like he's military like a, a priest. priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he he has some very cool stuff in this book. Uh, Justinian, one of the new Primaris Marines, uh, an Ultramarine successor, is in this, and he's cool. He's great. Um, and yeah, it's a good story, and it has a lot of really striking things, which leads onto my actual physical. Sculpt and build and hobby that I did over the last couple of weeks. Um, Ooh, there someone is, sounds inspired. There is a section in the book where basically a massive unit of plague marines uses mobile cover to just walk straight into an entire chapter's firepower and just walk up straight <laughs> through it all, throw the cover to the side and just run in. Um, and I was like, that sounds like a completely inefficient but incredibly fun to do thing on the tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I am in the very early stages of building a 20 man melee plague marine squad because of course nice. I am. Um, you know, I'm going for, I'm going for a good variety of weapons. I want a couple of flails. I want a couple of the axe and mace guys, a few guys with axes and a few guys with just double plague knives because they're cheap and easy to take off as the first casualties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I'm planning for. At the moment, I have two flail marines and one plague, uh, one plague mace and Bubotic Axe Marine. Uh, I built them with the easy-to-build kit. You know, you get your yep. three Marines in that, but I already have three of those Marines. I don't want them to look identical. Uh, so nope. I did some converting. Dug into the bits box. Uh, something you do get a fair few extra bits of in the actual Plague Marine kit is you get spare, like, torso fronts. Um, so I did a lot of swapping out with that. They, they fit pretty well. There's a bit of cutting and bending and gluing for everything, obviously, but, like, Overall, the proportions are the same. They fit nicely. Um, I'm using bits from the Plague Monk kits to make, like, the flails, because they have the sensors on chains and things like that. Nice. I'm using lots of Blight King bits uh, for basically <laughs> everything, because Blight King bits are wonderful for Nurgle conversions. No well, matter I suppose that's a good thing. It, it's all interchangeable, isn't it, really, mm, mm. with all these things. That's, you know, Again, like we've said before previously with, with Death Guard and Nurgle, again, you've got a bit of leeway. You can't really mm. go wrong. Because, you know, like I said, when you're converting, you make a mistake. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. Nurgle. They're yeah, supposed exactly. to look horrific. If something mm. doesn't fit quite right, again, doesn't it's not the end of the world. Because you yeah. think, well, yeah, they're a bit exactly. misshapen anyway, a bit mm. bloated, etc. So, no. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> Nice much. little project there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, I'm surprised by how well some things fit. Because um, in the easy to build box, you have the you've got a you've got a champion, you've got a guy with a blight launcher, and you've got a basic bolter marine. Uh, I turned the bolter marine guy into a guy with a plague flail, and the thing that weirded me out the most was I took the in in the plague marine kit. There's the great cleaver, which is the big two handed axe, 
and the half of that is the haft and both arms attached as a single piece that you just like slot onto the sides of the torso. That fits almost perfectly onto the easy to build marine's body because like the shoulder pads are sculpted in, but there's a gap underneath. So I just like shaved it down <coughs> the tiniest bit and it slid right in and fit perfectly. I was like, wow. <laughs> like someone thought of <laughs> meant this. Meant to be. <laughs> meant to be. Um, and I'm pretty happy with how they look. Uh, one of them, none of the fronts really fit very well. So I killed him and made a little nurgling <laughs> in his chest cavity <laughs> to pilot his body around. So, you know. Nice. Yeah. I like took it. one of, um, I took one of the Blight King helmeted heads and I like drilled a hole straight through the center to show you the, oh, yes. the head and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. saw that one. That was yeah. really good. And like, and like the body's already in kind of a shuffling pose. So then I put the arms in these really splayed out unnatural positions. So it looks like he's being jerked around on strings by the Nurgling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a Nurgling puppet. Yeah, master. pretty much. Yeah, a little, a little, uh, little mecha for a Nurgling. <laughs> Which I, I think that one will be fun, uh, to paint up. Um, so that, that's three of them done. Se- three down, 17 to go. Um, for, <laughs> I know. Uh, for, for my plans to like flesh out the unit properly, a box of Plague Marines is seven guys. And a box of Mark III Horus Heresy armor is ten guys. So that's that. And yep. then use a variety of bits and some converting tricks to make the Mark III Marines look a bit bigger. Uh, and yep. they should hopefully all fit in well. I've ordered... Um, off eBay, not through Fordrill, because it's like $60, $70 at this point, which is a bit ridiculous. Um, but I found on eBay secondhand one of the old Death Guard conversion kits with like the bodies oh, right. and heads as single pieces that are designed to go on basically any normal marine legs. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and a bunch of shoulder pads and stuff. And I ordered one of those. And I also found a breaching team kit. You know, um, the Horus Heresy era stuff where yep. they have the shields and stuff. I'm like, that's what I want. I'll get the five guys at the front. I'll give them the shields and a knife, and they can be the ablative wounds for the unit. Um, <laughs> they're the mobile cover. Uh, and, you know, I, I hopefully those will come in the next few weeks. We'll see, and I can get to sort of work in with that. Um, but then my idea for the tabletop is I have this big unit of 20. On either side, I have a Plague Burst Crawler, the, the big tank with the flamers and the dozer blade. And then mm-hmm. behind them, I've got the Noxious Blightbringer to keep them running up because they're not going to have any ranged weapons. <laughs> so it'll, <laughs> it'll just be, here's 20 Plague Marines. They're going to be difficult to kill. You're going to have to kill them because either they're going to run up to the middle of the board and sit on an objective and be impossible to shift, or they're just going to crash into whatever's in the front line and destroy everything, hopefully, in melee. <laughs> uh, I hope. They should be pretty good. I'll, I'll put like a Chaos Lord with Arch Contaminator so they reroll all their wounds and things like that. Who knows? Nice. And then if I want to be really cheeky, I put the Plague Burst Crawlers half an inch in front of them, and then I use the stratagem where you can only shoot at the Marines if they're the closest unit. <laughs> I'm like, well, sorry. <laughs> you can't actually <laughs> shoot at the 20 Marines walking down the center of the board directly towards you. <laughs> Which... I'd love to see your opponent's face when you just sort of deploy them. I just like just throw I... them in their way. Yeah, well, it's like that's like that's how I I planned out like that image of this big group of melee oriented marines with mobile cover from the book, and that's how I want to represent that on the table. I yeah. also think it's a really different way to pe- to how people like to play Death Guard. Like a, a lot of the, uh, this is online, not like what I've seen in real life. A lot of online stuff is like you take your minimum plague marine squads, load them up with special weapons, and then the rest is cultists. I'm like, no, I'm in Death Guard. I'm yeah. playing plague marines. Exactly. <laughs> I'm putting a I, I, big blob I down. Get- 
right forwards. <laughs> no, I, I get that because that's one thing when I when you look at a lot of these, especially with the normal Chaos Marine lists, mm. that where obviously Chaos Marines are not actually that efficient to have, and where like you said, people have are just hordes of cultists, and and mm. I just no, I can't, it's it's the same in Kill Team as well because obviously <laughs> Chaos Marines are sort of you know, right at the bottom from a tier yeah, point of view. Yeah. And again, where people get around that slightly to make him a little bit better is like I said, having loads of cultists, but I'm thinking that's, mm. but that's a cultist team or that's a cultist army. Yeah. It's like, no, I want chaos Marines. <laughs> I want plague Marines. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what they're there. Yeah. For. And like, and like I, I see the thematic stuff with that. That's cool as well. I like the idea of a few Marines leading a cult and like, these are their, yeah. their shadows, yeah, yeah. slaves that they drive in front of them to battle. That's fine. I'm here for the Death Guard, though. I'm here for we are the toughest that we can be. We're going to walk forwards into the enemy fire until we reach the enemy fire and beat it over the head with a skull <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what but I that, want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's the thing. Like, I remember when I was reading Dark Imperium, there's, there's sections with the Plague Marines where you think that's what they do. They just, they just mm. go forward take hits don't worry about it almost in a very arrogant you're not going to mm. kill me sort of way anyway so i'm not you know i'm in no rush i'm gonna just take my time <laughs> and just you know slowly overpower you so i think that's yeah it is thematic you know but mm. i think it'll be interesting to see if you know if you do get around to playing some games with it actually how mm. it comes off from a tabletop point of view yeah i'll well. be really really it's interesting. either gonna it's either gonna be really good or really bad because yeah. it, <laughs> it's either gonna be i put 700 points into this blob and it got halfway up the table and then someone just destroyed it with a nuclear missile. Or it's going to be, <laughs> I spent 700 points on this blob. Everyone else came prepared to kill cultists. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. this was a bit difficult to deal with. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but th that'll be fun and interesting. We'll see where that goes. Um, I also, just today, uh, I picked up a plague surgeon model. I'm not going to use it as a plague surgeon because those are crap. Uh, no offense <laughs> to people who love running plague surgeons. They're not good. Um, like re-rolling ones on your disgustingly resilient gives you like a five percent increase in the number yeah, of points you save. It's not, it's not great. What the what the what the plague surgeon does have going for it though is he's a very cool looking, very tall standout model. Except his head's <laughs> so like picked him for his looks. Yeah, I picked him for his looks. <laughs> except his head's like squished into his torso. It's like he has like it's not that he doesn't have a neck. He doesn't have a neck or a lower jaw. Like from the mm. look of the model, so I clip all that out nonsense put a helmet in there stand it up nice and tall oh look it's turned into a chaos lord wonderful um and yeah yeah uh, it, it's just a simple kit bash i've used like the power fist from the easy to build marines and an easy to build marine helmet but apart from that it's just the plague surgeon model uh, put him on like a little rock and he, i think he looks pretty good he's going to be a good chaos lord wishes <laughs> were better um which, yeah, toughness five disgustingly resilient games workshop chapter approved 2018 please I will pay more points. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the horizon. <laughs> mm, yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm quite happy with how he turned out, and I'll probably get another one sometime and do Chaos Lord with a different armament outfit with that, uh, so we'll see. Um, let's see, what else? I picked up Malign Sorcery uh, for Age of Sigma. Mm-hmm. That has been... The book is a really good read. Actually, I really love reading about all the different spells. Like... <laughs> Like there's there's some nut there's some nutty stuff in there. Like uh, you you know the um you know the pendulum the the big scything blade thing that goes in a straight line yeah, forever. Yeah. yeah, I know. Apparently, whenever you summon one, you actually summon one in each realm in the equivalent spot at the same time. Oh uh, wow! Really? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's the only spell not tied to a particular realm. It's the ether void pendulum. Uh -huh. You're using the magic of the outer darkness. 
around the realms, basically. That makes sense. And it's just like, scholars are like, well, no one cast a spell here, but there's a giant hole in there and we can see the blade just still going. Uh, <laughs> guess guess someone over in Akshi needed to cast a spell or something, who knows. Um, <laughs> the, the, spells this, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, spells for everyone, that's, that's what it's like. And like... There's there's some good lore. I love the idea of these these predatory spells like just roaming around because someone cast them and then didn't live long enough to unbind it. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, and some are really good, like the um, the gnashing jaws, the the big set of teeth. Basically, those are great because um they are actually feeding like a giant chaos god beast underneath a mountain over in Gur. <laughs> Like, like, literally, like, there used to be this giant pit, and the Chaos Tribes there called it the pit, because it was just a big pit, and anything you threw in there disappeared, and you could hear something eating down there. And so they kept throwing <laughs> things in there, hoping to be rewarded by Chaos. And then Sigmar came along, was like, no, enough of that, and put a mountain over the hole. And so whatever that thing is just <laughs> stuck down there. But now that magic is running wild, like, the essence of Gur in that area is just a set of giant teeth, and anything the spell eats gets dumped in the hole. <laughs> So- <laughs> that is so bizarre. It's so <laughs> good. It's so it's good. So random. But I didn't realize there was that much lore behind those spells. Oh I'm, yeah, you make, yeah. You make me. You're making me want to get that book at least just to it's read real, it. That's, that's yeah, really it's, good. It's a, it's a good book. It's got some battle <laughs> plans as well, so that you can play some interesting scenarios. Uh, of course, it has all the different spells for the realms and all the different artifacts for the realms, and that's a lot of artifacts. Um, yeah. <laughs> A lot of them, a lot of them are fairly samey, but some of them are really, really good. Um, so yeah, yeah, there's there's some good stuff in that book, and the models are pretty cool. Um, they they are generally speaking much simpler to put together. Like a lot of them are only one or two pieces, mm-hmm. except for the purple sun, which has a full like four or five pages in the instruction booklet all to itself. Oh wow. And- <laughs> Yeah, like that thing is that thing is sharp. You have to build like a little <laughs> inner frame and then place the pieces around the frame and then push them all together or something like that. It's it's a bit crazy, but it was fun to put together. <laughs> um, despite all the times I nearly lost blood because that thing is really sharp. I couldn't like put pressure easily because there's all these spikes all over it. Um, <laughs> so it saves on the your um, blood for the blood god paint. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just use um, my own. I use my own. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, there's a few gaps that need to be filled, but they should be easy enough to fill up, and I think it'll look nice. Um, what else do I do? I got Codex Orcs today, picked it up. It's a nice book. It's a nice book that we'll talk about sometime soon, because, yeah, it's it's a good book. There's lots of (laughs) good art, there's lots of good lore, um, there's Mm -hmm. some really great new art as well. There's a lot of old art that I recognize from, like, previous editions, but there's some really good new stuff. Um... I never realized exactly how many units orcs have until I read through it really quick. I'm like, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, we were talking about that before the show, weren't we? The, mm. And I noticed that when I was watching one of the YouTubers going through the orc codex the other week. Mm. Like I said, I was, he, was, he was just pouring through. I was thinking, God, there's so many units. I, where, did, yeah. where are these units? I, I, I know they, <laughs> they had a few. I know they're not like a tiny army in that regard. But mm. I, was thinking, I really didn't realize they had that many. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, like, cool. It's, it's a big, hefty about. codex. It's like 140 pages compared mm. to the Death Guard codex, which is only about 100. I was like, I was holding them like, this is a lot heavier <laughs> as the Fitz Orcs, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, but like all the rules look pretty cool. Um, most things mm. seem pretty good. Some things don't seem quite so good, but that's that's balance for you, I guess. Um, 
I'm really looking forward to diving deep into that proper. Like, I've read a, fir- a few of the first lore pages, and there's some really, really good stuff. <laughs> and, like, God, it's it's good to be back with orcs. It's yeah. It's good to be back with so orcs. Right. I love reading orc stuff. Um, <laughs> I also picked up Red Tide and Outer Dark, the two Carcaradon novels. Uh, nice. Good lad. You've, been, you've read them, and you told me they were good, and everyone else yep. said, oh, yeah, they're pretty good, and so I would like to read those. Yeah, um, they're have, different. Have, yeah, I haven't started reading them, but looks good. First one's Carcarodons versus Night Lords, it looks like, which I'm into. That's, More Night Lords stuff yeah, is great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Set in a penal, like in a, you know, penal uh, colony prison mm, type thing. Mm, yeah. Very cool indeed. Yeah, because I haven't read a lot of Night Lord stuff. Like, I read Vulcan Lives from the Horus Heresy, and that's about as Night Lordy mm. as I've read. And, you know, three quarters of that book is about Salamanders, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> True. But yeah. Um,. I've forgotten anything. Oh, brain. Don't die on me now. I don't think I've forgotten anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I haven't finished painting those Plague Marines and Plague Caster from last episode. I'll get there. I'll get there. It's fine, mate. It's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> we're, we're all fu- full of unfinished promises when it comes to yeah. hobby stuff. We're like, know, yeah, right? we'll, get, we'll get around to it. Like, <laughs> never. <laughs> never. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, that that was me. How's about you? Right, what have I been up to? Well, hobby-wise, uh, I've not really done that much, if I'm being honest. Well, I think actually building and painting mm. and such, like, just, you know, because of real-life like, circumstances and all that mm. stuff. But I've, you know, I've bought a few things and I've read quite a bit and I've played a few of those video games that they, they talk about. And so what have I bought? Um, I bought Night Vault because after, nice. I think it was last episode, you mm. had, you'd recently bought it and... I'm a sheep, so I thought I'd copy you, and I bought it myself because I thought, why not? It's mm. uh, you know, I, re- I really enjoyed building the original Shadespire warbands, yeah, and yeah. again, it's something I really want to get into because, like I said, mm. I and luckily my wife wants to start getting into it, you know, because oh, she goes, oh, I really cool. want to play these games, but I'm, mm. you know, she's a bit intimidated by it, and I think it's also just to keep me happy <laughs> possibly mm. as well, mm. and. I thought, well, well, you know, Warhammer Underworlds is, you know, quite a good one to to give, you know, have a go yeah, at, really. Yeah. So, I mean, I already own Shadespire, so like I said, I've mm. got Night Vault, and, you know, hopefully soon I'll start putting the warbands together. And I think what I need to do is get my head around how they combine, because I know that yeah. the rule book for Night Vault is, sort of supersedes the Shadespire one, because it's basically the mm. Shadespire one plus the errata stuff in there but yeah. then i need to i think i need to get my head around the cards like how yeah like what card exactly like what yeah. what can i is there any that i can sort of just put aside now i i need to yeah i need to do my research into that just so i can you know get my head mm. around it all but yeah that's something for another day i also bought kill team commanders because i really want again same reason really want to get into playing some kill team soon and commanders mm. that just looks an awesome expansion. So, I've, and I'm, so I'm going to start reading through that soon. And from what I've read as well, which is really <laughs> random is that, that people are saying online that if you buy the commander set and you can, it's got, it fits the normal core rule book in there as well. Yeah, quite nicely. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want a, a nice way to carry both rule books, cause the, the commander's mm. one is quite beefy, actually it's quite yeah, a beefy yeah. rule book that comes with it. You know, it's easy the size of a codex, and yeah, I'm gonna sort of delve into that and you know, sort of start getting that all set up. Excellent. Uh, well, so um, I've got like you, I've got the well, I haven't got the Orcs Codex as of when we're recording <laughs> this, but it should be arriving 
via the postman today hopefully Hopefully. (laughs) we'll see if not yeah if not start next week but yeah i've got the orcs codex on the way because uh spoiler we're going to talk about it next episode (laughs) (laughs) so that's really cool so like you can't wait to get into that Mm. um i also finally got around to buying wrath and glory because yeah. <laughs> we, we, if you think all those months ago, we spoke to uh, Stephen Rhodes when he joined us as a guest on this show and we spoke about Wrath of Glory. And I remember at the time I was going to buy the the basic mm. package, you know, the yeah. £100, whatever one it was. Because uh, I know you got the super duper one, didn't you? In yeah, the end, I, got the, I got the very big GM and everything you'll ever need. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I thought, and at the time, I just things came up. I think from memory, yeah. I had to pay for nursery as in mm, pay for the yeah. decoration of our nursery oh, yeah. so yeah uh, unfortunately wrath and glory got shoved aside so i thought okay let's get around i've been saying to buy it for months because you know we've said before that we're going to do a future episode or a special mm. you know special episode where you and i play it over the internet yeah. which would be really mm. cool so i thought all right let's get around to buying it so i bought the the electronic version so i bought wrath and glory the core book and i bought the dark dark tides expansion mm. yeah whatever you want to call it's, it it's like a little adventure yeah that's it yeah so i bought i bought the pair of them and what was it just was like it was meant to be because i thought right Mm. let's go on let's go on the website let's go buy it and guess what they were both on sale as part of the halloween sale (laughs) on the website third off i was like there we go it's meant to be life is telling Mm. me to buy wrath and glory and i shall be fully into wrath and glory so um (laughs) (laughs) so we've already started talking about potential Mm. future characters and things like that so yeah yeah. definitely uh watch this space Right, what else? Um, well, these things are things I've been given. Um, Adrian, who obviously we've mm. spoke about on the show many times, who obviously joined us for, again, a special episode recently, he was very, very kind to donate me his Archaeon model that he mm. realistically would never get round to. He said to, that he would never get round to you know finishing or properly starting, mm. so I've got a primed Archaeon. And mm. it is it is gorgeous. It's a big boy. <laughs> it's a very big boy, and he's I can see him. He's lurking over my shoulder at the moment. <laughs> so uh, big thanks to Adrian for uh, donating him to me. Um, I've, I'm going to donate some Admech to Adrian mm. in return. I've got a few oh, squads to give him. So you know, mm. so it works both ways. So <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it's definitely going to be an Archeon episode because obviously we're covering him later. Mm. And like I said, I've now physically got him because he, like I said, he, he was always he was one of my favourite characters when i was really into warhammer fantasy back in the day actually i don't know if i've said this on the show before but mm. i think i have it was one of our earlier sessions um basically when i was younger when i used to play warhammer fantasy as a kid uh, i used to own the original archaeon like ah. the, the real original metal mm. on, you know, oh, on his horse a miniature <laughs> he was he's still badass back in those yeah. days and i always remember me and some of my school friends hired this hall, it's like a little mm. church hall, to have this massive game of Warhammer Fantasy. And we're talking like 10,000 points oh, aside. It, it was basically the Empire versus, mm. well, I'll say chaos, but, Everything. you know, orcs, goblins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically all the bad guys put together. So mm. I, at the time, I think I had a small chaos force, probably about 1,000 points. I was quite, compared to some of the other guys i was playing with who had much bigger forces i just had this small little force and basically i think i got a bit uh, i suppose underestimated by mm. by the the empire guys because <laughs> so you imagine the way we did it is that one lad on our side was was like the main general on our mm. side and then the empire had a main general and then there's about sort of two or three other 
boys either side. Um, and we're probably about, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember I had Archaon on as, and just a few like Chaos Knights, Chaos Warriors. And he absolutely tore through the left side of this of this mm. empire army and like i said we're talking like ten thousand points and basically he was breaking units left right oh, center man. you know they were failing morale <laughs> and literally they were having knock-on effects and and all of a mm. sudden the whole like you see on on these you know tv programs and films where like the whole flank of an army just mm. literally just crumbles mm. to one side that is literally what happened and i think ever since then he's just been my boy I'm oh like, yeah I've always had a soft <laughs> <laughs> always had a soft spot for that lad oh <laughs> so, man Oh, looking forward to talking about him quite mm-hmm. soon. Um, so, yeah, I got him. What else? Uh, Reading-wise, um, what have I done? I finished Blood of Ajax, which mm-hmm. is, a I think I mentioned last episode I was reading through, which is the yeah. r- sort of recent Primaris novel about a chaplain and an apothecary. Really good, actually. Really, really good. Because, uh, you know, I thought, oh, you know, Primaris, it can be a bit, you know, yeah. you know I wonder where this is going. But it's really... Fr- fleshed out mm. it's got orcs in it orcs are nice the, you know the characters are fantastic they they are typical orcs they behave as you would imagine they're all mm. funny calling everyone a git you know all, <laughs> all as you would imagine basically um it gives you you know to me it gave me a new respect for the primaris marines because it just yeah it just put them i don't know i suppose in a slightly different light without sort of spoiling things so yeah, yeah definitely yeah. definitely check out blood of Ajax. it's a really really good novel Excellent. uh what else have i done i read uh prospero burns get mm-hmm. back into my horse heresy oh, oh uh, don't, don't get- spoil it for me what happens to, don't tell me what happens to the planet at the end i don't want to know okay yeah. um <laughs> well I, I don't know it gets a bit toasty that's probably the i would <laughs> like spoiling too much um clue's definitely not in the title mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, it's it just it, well. What actually, I would say it definitely doesn't burn. No, oh, no, that's yeah, that is definitely okay. what happens. So you'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't, I was worried about. Yeah, that don't get emotionally attached. <laughs> uh, again, very good novel. Very, very mm. good. Um, I think I prefer Thousand Sons. Com- okay. You know, because obviously this is like a dual, yeah, you know, paired yeah. up uh, set of novels. Uh, still very good. I just think I overall preferred Thousand Sons, but. Definitely, Prospero Burns has got a lot of little twists in it that you're not necessarily expecting. So, yeah, awesome. really good. Um, I've also read uh, Fabius Bile, Clone Lord, which was really, really good. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah. I, I was d- really impressed with that because I enjoyed the first one, which is Primogenitor. Really good novel. Mm. But I don't know. I just feel this was the next level on, personally. Yeah. And as someone whose favourite Legion <clears throat> excuse me, is the Emperor's Children... You know, I've again soft spot for them, but him as a character is awesome. Oh yeah, he he's really great. he he really is, and he's not. I think for some people, if you're not overly familiar with him, or you just think, oh, he's just an apothecary, he just plays around with experimenting with you know surgery and mm-hmm. cloning and things like that. There's a lot more to him than that. Is you know his 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 mo is prerogative with things, mm-hmm. what he's trying to gain. He's a bad guy, but not a bad guy as well. Uh, often, you know, in some way, he's got his own sort of twisted mm. logic of mm. what he's trying to do with the world and the universe. So, Clone Lord, brilliant. Like I said, I think it's you need to probably read Primogenitor before yeah. you read Clone Lord yeah. because there is some reoccurring characters. It'd be a bit similar to Dark Imperium to Plague yeah. War, yeah. similar sort of 
concept really you could do with reading the first one so yeah definitely check out clone world it's brilliant um i'm almost finished soul wars as in soul wars the novel mm. one by josh mm. reynolds because again spoiler we'll be covering it soon yeah. and <laughs> it's really good i'm really glad mm. that you because i know you obviously you've been a, a real fan of it from reading oh, yeah. it a little while ago and mm. i'm glad you pushed me to read this because uh, yes it is very it's very so good. good it's so good i've I mean, I do own the hardback, but I'm actually listening yeah. to the audiobook of it at the moment. And I tell you what, uh, the char- the sorry, the uh, voice actor, which mm. I think is called Michael Wincott, uh, yeah. who's someone yeah. I was not familiar with, because to be honest, because I read a lot, or li- sorry, listen to a lot of these books on Audible, you mm. hear the same voice actors. You're like, oh, it's yeah, him, yeah. yeah, you know, it's him. This what this guy I'd never heard of before, and I was like, oh, mm. this voice is different. He is perfect for this. Yeah. His Nagash is brilliant. Oh man. The, as you he's not, you know, in an ideal world he'd be he'd sound like Skeletor, but he yeah, doesn't. Obviously. So <laughs> but, <laughs> glad we agree. Uh, you know <laughs> but, Sigma he's, uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh pesky Sigma and your plans. Um, uh, but <laughs> yeah, his um his voice from the gash is fantastic. I'm not gonna embarrass mm. myself by trying to do an impression of it, but no, anyone no. that's on the fence about getting the audiobook of it, get it. His Nagash is brilliant, but also his voices of especially the Stormcast Eternals, all the sacrosanct in there, mm. is spot on because the one thing I find better about this one compared to some of the other audiobooks regarding Stormcast, like the uh, Realmgate Wars, for example, the yeah. voice actor sort of makes him come across in that, um, yes, we'll vanquish you, chaos, like that sort of huffy, puffy yeah. general sort of thing. Whereas this guy is like, I'm going to beat you to the ground, you know, like sort of, you know, really like, you know, you're good mm. guys, but you're not good guys, Stormcast. You know, you really are, you know, gravelly voice, you know, proper, mm. you know, I want to, you know, give you a good bashing. <laughs> Give me wood bashing, sir. <laughs> so yeah, re- again, really good. Um, I as of today, I downloaded the audiobook of Realm Slayer mm-hmm. as well, which I can't wait to hear oh, Brian man. Blessed in that. Oh, that's it's going to be, be fantastic. Um, it was it was pre I pre ordered it, so it, I had the opportunity mm. to download it today. Yeah, it's about five or six hours long, which is mm. you know a bit shorter than some of yeah. these other novels because they're often usually. 10 out you know an average one's about mm. probably about 10 hours long but mm. uh yeah i again can't wait it's gonna oh, be yeah. really cool brian blessed happy days mm. fly <laughs> right okay <laughs> <laughs> and the um the last book that i've well bought or read re- uh recently is I've, i thought you know what i need to increase my warmer fantasy collection because it's been it's you know it's a bit lacking mm. uh, so yeah i bought the sundering by gav thorpe which mm. is the the sort of the collection of novels based around the high elves and dark elves and what, yeah. why they yeah. you know fell out with each other mm. um so yeah i'm gonna just you know something to you know deviate from the usual aos or 40k yeah. so got that Ooh, it's I, massive it's like yeah. it's like 900 pages yeah i i have a recommendation in that case for something oh, okay. very different to the Sundering, which is sort of that that high fantasy elven history side of uh, Warhammer Fantasy, read Brunner the Bounty Hunter. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, that yeah. that is good, dirty, gritty. It's it's dirty, gritty Warhammer Fantasy stuff. It's, it's the mud, blood, and uh, poopy <laughs> side of uh, <laughs> side of Warhammer Fantasy. Um, <laughs> no, I, I loved that book series uh when i was younger back before i dropped out of the hobby for a bit uh and it's still pretty good <laughs> nice nice yeah i'm gonna 
I'll check that out. Yeah, like I said, it's just nice mm. to mix it up sometimes. Really, you know. I mean, the I mean the AOS, AOS books are really good, but yeah. you know, sometimes it's you know just nice sometimes to. Sometimes you need you need some old world. <laughs> exactly. Just you know, just reminisce a bit. So yeah, mm. why not? Um, and I think the last sort of things hobby wise is uh, again talking about video games. I played a bit more of Space Hulk Tactics, which I mm. talked about last episode. Uh, just did a couple more missions on it. Uh, yeah, you know, still really good. Again, I'm, I want to keep playing a bit more of it before I write about mm-hmm. it on our website, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's it's Space Hulk, but it's really yeah, good, yeah. you know, to be fair. Um, and randomly, just I thought, why not? When I was just mucking around on my computer, I decided to play 40K Eternal Crusade, um, oh, okay. which is that 40K, uh, what they call them, the sort of group-based shooter type things MMO not a hero sh- yeah the, <laughs> it was supposed to be like well yeah well, it was supposed to be an MMO but it wasn't it's just like a squad a squad based shooter that's what I'm trying to sort of think about where mm-hmm. you know you you know you're similar to your you know similar to like Battlefield for example yeah, um, yeah. and I, I don't know why I, I don't know because I, I I bought it a couple of years ago when it came out and it wasn't, mm. wasn't very good and I no. never played it again and I just randomly thought are people still playing it and I went in and yeah people are still playing it <laughs> and it's I, you know I quite easily got into a game uh, I got absolutely destroyed as because as yeah. why not because Brave on there is really hardcore um, yeah it's okay I probably wouldn't play it again <laughs> if I'm being honest but it was interesting for half an hour mm. just to play a few yeah. games and the fact people years on and i think they've recently updated it as well so you know developers are still working on it um just was just a bit you know it's one of those games that would have a lot of promise um i mean i was playing Mm. as chaos marines you're shooting uh loyalist marines you know it's all about you know different sort of uh, you know basis squads you've got different classes etc but i don't know it was it was a bit clunky if i'm being honest so (laughs) but hey you know it is what it is so uh yeah so i think that's been my hobby stuff really sort of buying stuff and yeah reading a lot really yeah so uh yeah so we'll after that we'll take our first little break uh because it's going to be needed because Mm. we've got a lot of news to get through oh (laughs) Oh, yes (laughs) back shortly Oh, hello, and welcome back. It's news time, and we've got a lot of news, mm. as we said earlier, because Cameron, let us bathe ourselves in blood oh. and glory. <laughs> <laughs> very corn thing to do. <laughs> it is. Corn would be very pleased. He would be mm. high-fiving us mm. and then fair, cutting off our heads. Yeah, he's yeah, pretty sure he's pretty happy with uh, some of the stuff on this. <laughs> <laughs> he would, actually. He's, he's got half, half a box set. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yes, um, Blood and Glory happened as as of last night of this recording. Yeah. We're recording Saturday, so it happened last night. Um, At like which was really cool for my time. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately for you. I mean, it was good <laughs> for me in the UK. It. I was, uh, it was 8pm, so I could be here ready, you know, and Mm. a massive explosion of news decided to take over Mm. the internet. It was all on the Warhammer community website. There was obviously people doing streams and things like that. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, they've dropped a lot of news on us. Um, Let's go through it in order. So Cameron, do you want to start with the next battle tome? Well, uh, would you believe it? They're following what everyone expected them to do. It's coming, guys. Battle Tome Grots. Uh, specifically yeah. Moon Clan Grots. Um, mm-hmm. all, all we have is this tiny teaser trailer. It's just mushrooms growing up towards the moon as the moon morphs into, like, the bad moon face. But it's pretty good. 
got some good music. It's called Destruction Rising. So hopefully this is just the first of a few new Destruction Battle Tomes. A man can dream. A man can yeah, dream. Yeah. Corn yeah. has more options on its own than the entire Destruction <laughs> Grand Alliance. So, you know. Oh, God, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose you, yeah, apparently. it would. Uh, That's bad. After Beastman released. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so, yeah. The edge. Um, yeah, uh, but... Look, everyone was predicting this with the, uh, we had the four Harbingers from Malign Portents early in the year. We got brand new Death. We got brand new Sacrosanct Chamber Stormcast. So mm-hmm. hopefully it'll be Moon Clan Grots. And then I'm really hoping for some Dark Oath. Either, either Slaves to Darkness, Redux, or Dark Oath as a standalone faction would be cool. But first it's going to be Grots. And I'm pretty excited to see what new comes along with them. There'll be the two Shadespire teams, obviously, will be able to be taken as part of them, I'm pretty sure, but yep, who, true. who knows what else? It could be anything. It's this yeah. fantastic opportunity for them to do crazy stuff with mushrooms and insects. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds, like a, sounds like a cooking show. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. one of the Shadespire goblins does have like a little barbecue on his back. So That's true. Yeah, that's a yeah, fair point. <laughs> I mean, to be yeah. fair, they've they like I said they've done it as a teaser, but saying, "Oh, what is it going to be?" I mean, like you said, mm. clearly mm. Moon Clan Grots. <clears throat> there's no, there's no, <laughs> no yeah. second guessing what this oh, one no, is. No. I mean, to be fair, like you said, it's been on the cards for a while, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, destruction needs it. I mean, mm. we. I mean, the good thing is, in recent times with Soul Wars, death has been a bit more prominent now with the, obviously mm. the updated Night Haunt and things like that, whereas. Destruction does feel like it's lagging behind a bit now compared to the other Grand Alliances. Well, I mm. think it comes across like it's lagging oh, behind yeah. anyway. Yeah. So I think, it's, no, this is good. It's definitely a good thing to get a bit more of a focus on destruction. Uh, again, death's cool, order's great, chaos is chaos. It's the, it's the standard. It's what you need to have. But destruction is the fun. It's the heart of any <laughs> Warhammer setting is orcs and goblins because they are yeah. where the fun lives. I mean, you got fanatics swinging themselves around on pendulums and balls and chains. Yeah, love it. Squig hoppers. You got mushrooms. There's all kinds of great stuff. So hopefully, it will continue to be good. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so what do we have next? Next, we have Beasts of Legend. So again, this is part of the mm. the Warhammer Legends sort of so series or mm. thing they're doing every so often where they give everyone a chance to buy some of the older models. So in this case, obviously inspired by the recent Beasts of Chaos, we've got mm. the opportunity, I think, looking at it. So this month, November, we can, some legendary models, including some incredibly rare choices, like the War, the War Gore Standard Bearer, which has never been before available separately, which is really oh, cool. That is um, cool. And, f- and fan favourites like Pestigors and Gorthor. So, oh, man. I remember Gorthor. That, yeah. That <laughs> sounds cool. really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And and also, there's looking at it, it's going to be a, a download, so you can obviously mm. play them in any Chaos Beastman <coughs> army in the old world, sort of yeah. narrative and open play, which is really cool. So mm. I like I like this Warhammer Legends idea. I think because mm. you know mm. they've done it with with what we've had dragons, we've had uh, elves, haven't we? At some point, we've had and chaos as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, I no fair play. So it's it's good that they that they keep doing it. They then sort mm. of drop the idea, sort of like one of the things where they do it once and then. You know, uh, they thought, well, people forget about it. We won't bother doing that anymore. Mm. So, and clearly, it, they, like I said, they must be selling well because, again, for them to keep doing yeah. these things. So, yeah. um, and like some of these older models still look really, really good. Oh, so, yeah. no, yeah, definitely, really good. 
Cool. Right. Mm-hmm. C- continuing on the chaos. Yeah. War, <laughs> war yeah. Wagon. It's, it's, yeah. It's time. It's time for the realm of chaos. It's wrath and rapture. Um, mm. So everyone, everyone knows this. It's the corn versus Lanesh box. That's not yep. what made my local games workshop manager fall to the floor and weep this morning. <laughs> it's not just. It's not just a cool box set with demons in. It is a cool box set with plastic flesh hounds. Ooh. What Ooh. the world wants. What the world wants. Um, yeah, so GameStop just released lovely images of a five-man squad of plastic flesh hounds. They look great. Um, I love that they're really playing into, like, the, the frills and the, the sort of fans around their faces. That, that They always remove frill-necked lizards, so I really like those. Um, they, they just look good. Then the flesh hounds, the current resin slash metal models, they don't look that great. Um, <laughs> but these ones look fantastic. Uh, we got another look at the fiends as well, cause, you know, mm-hmm. there's a leak. Oh, god, like a month back. Time flies. Yeah, um, by that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we see two side by side and they look fantastic. Oh they look god. very creepy. I must they admit, they are, they do, so they freak good. me out a bit. I, I love the, um, the one on the right has that luscious long tail just sweeping around. Oh, it's so good. Um, and the backwards facing legs and things like that. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. They're so um, bizarre. It's the, it's the anti to tongue as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, it freaks me out a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and in the video, there was also some concept art. And this is, this is a stealth catch from Twitter because I was trolling Twitter in the break. Uh, Matt, I've just sent you two images over Discord. Um, it is nope. a piece of concept art and one of the rumor engines. People may remember the, the sort oh, of the, yeah. the pointy harp rumor engine. Um, well, one of the pieces of art has a DMAP playing an enormous harp. So I'm yeah. really interested for Slanesh Band. Um, <laughs> yeah. As, you yeah. Know, as, as opposed to like Garage Band or something. Um, <laughs> like, pl- okay. playing again, it'll go nicely good. with the Noise Marines in 40k, mm. you know, bring oh, yeah, demons absolutely. over. Yeah. Um, yeah, so playing into like the Noise Marines, playing into Slanesh's like excess in everything, excess of sound, of sight, of smell, of sensation. Not just like well, sexuality. It, it's, <laughs> it's creepy to be sexual. I'm like, eh. <laughs> well, you know, it, like, you said, like we've said multiple mm. times, it, it's excess and things like that. It's not always about yeah. sex. Yeah, you know, it's it is about the you know it, there is pleasure, but like I said, it's going mm. to extremes, and it's and again, yeah. it's not always about sexual extremes. In the in mm. in the case of Slanash, it can be just any extreme. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, and um, very to, cool. to quote my sources, that's from at Warboss Kurgan on Twitter. Uh, and now oh, yeah. That from a thread he put up. So Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this box, Matt. It's mm. going to be so good. It's going to be so good because they say it's it's a, it's a battle box, so it's going to be like um, Blight Garden or whatever that had the Stormcast Vanguard Blight and the War? Nurgle Demon. Blight Wars, that was it. Yeah. Um, and they say there are even more as of yet unrevealed models in the box, which... Hopefully we'll meet Slanesh Harp and some other things. And I'm look, th- this has to come with like a plastic keeper of secrets, like a new yeah. redone, really good one. It's the only greater demon left behind. They've proved with the fiends that they're not afraid to do it good and like faithful to like the old style while still expanding on it and making it new and interesting. I, j- I just want to see what they've come up with. Cause if it's mm. in this style, it's going to be incredible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, th- I think what's really good as well with these sort of box sets is it gives people an opportunity to bulk mm. out their armies as well. So oh, again, yeah. 
with these sort of box sets, like we when we've discussed any of them, like Soul Wars, I know Forge Bane, Tooth and Claw, all these other mm. ones, is it's just a great way to go, right, I've got a Corn army, I've got a Sinesh army, or I want to start one. And and the and even better, obviously, as we know with demons the fact that obviously yeah. you can use them in both aos and 40k oh, yeah. as well you know the, again this is you can easily see people going halves on this box set mm. with other people go right you have the corn lot i'll have a snash lot yeah i think it, and mm. i imagine it'll probably be about the same price as all the other sort of box oh, sets yeah. are probably yeah surely know. excellent okay. right moving on what is ne- what have you got next for us now <laughs> i i it's something that i approve of and that is chapter approved 2018. Um, God, what a this video. Was, that was such a good video. I know. Video. <laughs> really, really cool little trailer. Very, oh, was it 80s sort of? Yeah. Sort yeah. of retro neon lights, etc. Really, really quirky, really cool. So basically in, the, in chapter approved 2018, there's sort of three main things that they've showed off. Um, obviously, we'll have the usual sort of rules and point mm. tweaks and all the stuff that come obviously with chapter approved. But obviously the main... So again, three things is it's going to have the Sisters of Battle beta codex, oh, which they boy. did tell us a while ago, which is yep. awesome. And what one key thing they've said is, yes, it is a beta, but it is actually a full codex. You mm-hmm. know, it's not a half done codex. It's just obviously, it, so it's a good indicator of what the codex will be. But then obviously yeah. I'm sure they'll make tweaks uh, as we go. Um, they've shown off uh, a couple of little bits from a rule perspective as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so what have we got we've got order of the bloody rose quick to anger add one to the strength and attacks characteristics of a model with this conviction during any turn in which it is made a charge move was charged or performed a heroic intervention Pretty so good. right interesting conviction so that's yeah. a new it's, so it's the like order's their, militant conviction yeah. it's like that chapter basically yes yeah, yeah, that is really cool. And they've shown off one of the stratagems as well, which is called Burning Descent. So, <laughs> <laughs> so use this stratagem after a Seraphim squad unit from the from your army is set up on the battlefield using its Sky Strike ability. You can immediately shoot with that unit as if it was your shooting phase. And for those attacks, the range of that unit's hand flame is increased to 12 inches. This does not prevent it from shooting again in the following shooting phase. That is awesome. So good. <laughs> 12 inches. <laughs> that is really cool. Ah. That is, and the fact that you can shoot again it's just the fact mm. that they come down that is awesome oh, and man. it's only one command point as well yeah yeah that is that is nice it's i pretty, like that it's pretty nice man you get two yeah. lots of shots for well not for free because it's one command but, point but it's basically yeah, for but, free yeah um, that could be really handy yeah i like and, that and that's a nice thing because like Seraphim take a lot of hand flamers and bolt pistols, basically. But the thing is, if mm-hmm. you deep strike them in, they're always going to be out of flamer range in the following shooting phase. So this gives them a yep. chance to actually use the flamers exactly. without having to wait another whole turn to use them. It's pretty cool. God, this is going to be good. <laughs> um, yeah, so what else is in chapter approved? <laughs> Uh, yes, what, what else is in chapter approved? Right, so <laughs> the other main things apart from the Sisters of Battle uh, Codex is you've also, from the Tau perspective, you've got the Eight, mm-hmm. which is the sort of bodyguards of Commander Farsight, so mm-hmm. as part of the Farsight Enclave, which again is really cool. I like this sort of thing because I think that some people were disappointed from the Tau Codex point of view yeah. that obviously the, the Farsight enclave wasn't really part of it as such because i think in mm. previous editions they had their own book uh like oh, they're yeah. sort of like i think it was in seventh or sixth edition they did have mm. a, like their form of an index some similar sort of thing to have them yeah. so 
that is really cool. Um, again, we don't know much more about that, but, you know, new data sheets, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And it's for matched play, which is cool. Cause- yes, that is exactly. That is really cool. Um, and the other main bit, which they sort of, we did see leaked on the internet quite recently, mm-hmm. is looted wagons. Ray. Hey. So, because obviously people, when they've spotted in the orc codex that there was no, mm. no, nothing really devoted to looted wagons. Um, they've, like I said, similar to what they did last year in, mm. well, whenever, uh, the last chapter of proof came out, they did it for land raiders where you had some rules for open and narrative play where you could basically create your own sort of customized land raiders yeah. or, and yeah. there was a few land raiders that were, uh, chapter specific as well. So yeah, they've sort of decided to take the same approach for looted wagons in, mm. uh, in chapter approved. Yeah. Which is oh, really cool. cool. I, I'm, yeah. I like, I like, I must admit, that's what I'm really liking about Chapter Approved. I like the fact mm. that it's not just simply points and yeah, tweets. Yeah. You know, it's like, which would be, it's, you know, well, by the way, we're going to throw these things in as well. <laughs> it's, it's a good opportunity for, for GW to put in stuff that, you know, that they missed off elsewhere. They think, oh, yeah, yeah. we didn't get a chance to put it in that codex. But, oh, well, here you go. Because, mm. and the good thing is, people, you know, if you take, you know, if you do play it regularly, you're going to buy Chapter improve, uh, uh, Approved. Um, or chapter improved. Yeah, that's, that's what we'll call it. Mm. Yeah, see, 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 game, games workshop. Yeah, I'm onto something here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so no, I think that's is yeah, awesome. Really, really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Right, what's happening at Vigilus? Yeah, um, so we've been hearing a lot of stuff from Vigilus. There's been a lot going on there. Kill teams been happening there. Tooth and Claw happened there. Wake the Dead happened there. Speed Freaks happened there. For so many boxes that came out recently <laughs> that have happened on Vigilus. Um, just a reminder, Vigilus is that one planet right in the middle of the only path from the Lightened Imperium to the Dark Imperium across <laughs> the Great yep. Rift. Um, so it's a pretty important place. It's basically Cadia 2.0, uh, and it's having a rough time. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so what we, what we got was a little teaser trailer of an astropathic call for help being sent from Vigilus. Uh, and the community page says, Vigilus calls for aid, but who will answer? Something tells us Ooh. things might get worse before they get better for this beleaguered <laughs> sentinel world. And yeah, it's 40k, they're gonna get worse. Um. As always. Yeah, so it's not confirmed what this is, but word on the street is it's probably like the next global campaign style thing, sort of like a malign portents thing, but for 40k, which I would be into. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I've espoused that idea before, but yeah, I'm into it. There's like all these factions are here except for like the Tau, to be honest. Um, not sure how they'll get there, but. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I think that, it, like we've said before with Vigilus, it's good to have these narrative campaigns. It just gives, mm-hmm. it moves the story forward, but also justifies why a lot of these things are coming out. You know, when we've had things yeah. like Tooth and Claw, um, what was the Eldar one? Wake the Dead? The yeah, Eldar Wake one. The um, you know, things like that. It justifies why they're putting these things together. And also, it gets, you know, the creative juices flowing, I think, from also a narrative mm. point of view. Because, mm. again, not that I play at all now, really, at the moment, but when <laughs> I used to play, I used to love narrative play. To me, that's the, you know, I know there's all the competitive players out there that, and that's, you know, that like doing match play, which is cool in itself. But I used to love narrative. Yeah. I used to, I used to like having a reason for why you're fighting this particular battle. It may, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and trying to push for an objective and having a bit of a backstory. So no, I think this with Vigilus, this is a really cool. And, and also I like the fact that it's quite, they're doing it quite softly. They're not mm. ramming it down people's throats. It's just like, you know, we, there's this, you know, there's Vigilus, it's happening. There's, there's battles going on. There's different factions getting involved. You know, this is why this box sets out. This is why that, you know, and you could see eventually it could become its own campaign book of sorts, or they may mm. add it to, 
I know the next chapter approved after this one or, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's really good. Them doing this. Excellent. Cool. Right. Okay. Let's move to Necromunda. Mm-hmm. So sort of two bits in regards <laughs> to this. Um, they've shown off the next, uh, gang. Well, actually I think it's the final, uh, house mm. gang it says here, which is house to which who look really, really, really oh, cool. Man. These it's, are it's, awesome it's, looking miniatures. It's June. My dudes, you know, spice yes. must flow. <laughs> yeah, that is actually a good point. I didn't even actually think of that because yeah. they just, yeah, that is very much. And I should know because I saw, I, I rewatched June about mm. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I should have yeah. actually spoiled that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, they look real. I mean, I, I used to like the old ones. The old ones were mm. quite funny because they were, mm. they were bald. They had those sort of big, thick sort of goggle type glasses. Yeah, they had these yeah. big sort of, trench coats on them and things like that and they were they were quirky uh, you know they're yeah. quite quirky whereas these just look amazing i mean and mm. I, I said last night on twitter that you could use these for so many different things that if oh, you're yeah. not into necromunda they could be gene stealer cultists um mm. you could cultists. normal no yeah normal cultists <laughs> uh, oh what is someone oh, i'm trying to remember someone said something on twitter um mm. i think it was something to do with inquisition Oh yeah, um, these would be good but, inquisitorial like acolytes slash. Yes, that's it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Things. yeah, they they really throw me off when I look at them because my brain's trying to do maths. Because if they're on a twenty five millimeter base, they're not mm. short, but they're really skinny and tall. But if yes, they're on a yeah. thirty two millimeter base, they are giants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm so- pretty sure they'll be on twenty five millimeters. But my brain keeps going, "What if they're just half as tall again as a Primaris Marine?" <laughs> mm, that's true i mean it's funny you say that because I, I saw someone on twitter earlier sort of pointing out their pose because if you look at the photo mm. of them they're all stood up very straight all of them yeah. like they, they've all got a very similar pose um i don't consider that a bad thing i think no. you know that's the it's a really because i think that's the pose they're trying to come across with they're sort of mm. quite you know high and mighty yeah. in that regard so i and, you know and there is variation well. they're like some are striding, some are standing and surveying, others are a little hunched forwards, like they're looking around. Like, it, it's the same general pose, but I think it's accentuated by the fact that they're all wearing these completely covering coats. Is maybe yeah, what's true. really making that stand out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, mm. but like I said, I think similar to when we saw, was it House Cordor, um, mm. and some of the models from that, which again can be used for multiple things. Um, I mean, it sounds bad that I'm say- suggesting that you use it rather than for Necromunda, because it's probably people are going, well, use it for Necromunda, but I suppose, you know, it's not, you know, not everyone, pl- you know, it's a yeah. an acquired taste, isn't it? Not oh, everyone well, plays Necromunda, but I don't me, think I've, I don't think I've seen anyone buy Necromunda models for Necromunda. They've been buying them for everything else. Yeah, and, which, again, is not a bad thing. I mean, because, no, again, it, for people models. that still, exactly, and for people that still play it, Great, you, you, mm. you've got some another new gang out, and in for people that don't play it but want some really cool, you know, minis. Mm. Happy days, you know, they can use them for something else. Um, oh, and the other thing regarding Necromunda is, they said they've released the rule book separately now, which mm. I think was obviously I think you could only really get in the box set, and also they've now combined all the gang war books because I think what they've been yeah. doing, obviously, every every time a new gang comes out, they release a like a book to go with it mm, so yeah. it's now called gangs of the underhive so they've packaged all six mm. i believe yeah six gangs together mm. um it'd be interesting to see what they do next if at all because obviously they, if you remember from the original necromunda there was quite a yeah. few of the non-house gangs like yeah, you had the yeah. uh you had the spirers you had was it the redemptionists 
Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Those sort of, them. you know, they were really cool. You know, so mm. and they had uh, oh, I got the the one the rat ones. I can't remember what they were called. Um, yeah. No. Oh, mine's gone. <laughs> Don't matter. But like I said, it'd be interesting if they introduce a lot more of those because obviously the fact they've said that's the final house gang is that it yeah. now for Necromunda gangs or are they going like I said nah, keep going? They're going to nah. keep going. This is a good yeah. creative outlet. I just had Definitely. a very bad thought talking about how no one uses Necromunda models for Necromunda. If mm. you took one model from each of the gangs, you would have a really good inquisitorial party. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, that's it would a very look, good point. It would look varied, but they're all human and all similar sizes to one another, except for the Goliaths, of course. <laughs> but like that, that range of gear and specialties kind of makes a really good inquisitorial squad. So I might mm, <laughs> just <laughs> go look for... Sounds inspired. <laughs> go looking for single Necromunda models on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. Nice. Right. Next bit of news. Let's yeah. uh, let's go over to the Underworlds. Oh, yes. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we just talked about how we have a series of models coming out inspired by June. Ignore that. We have a series of models coming out inspired by Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> God, I, I looked at that thing and I wept with joy, obviously, because I knew what was best in life. And it was small plastic people. That are very difficult to put together and expensive for what they are, but goddamn, they're beautiful. Um, no, uh, so this is the Dark Oath uh, Night Vault team, the Godsworn Hunt, and mm-hmm. they look fantastic. Oh my god, don't man. they just? Yeah, they, uh, I think I think we were saying on Twitter when when you when you'd woken mm. up or I'd woken up because obviously our different time yeah. zones. I yeah. think we were saying this is probably our favorite bit of all the mm. blood and glory news. Oh yeah. Declared, oh, yeah. this is such an awesome looking so war good. Band. So good. Really. You've got you, you've got a shaman, you've got a guy with an enormous axe <laughs> who looks amazing. There's a guy with a bow, there's a lady throwing a spear, uh, and there is a dog because yep. Games Workshop has worked out putting a dog in a box increases its sales rate by like three hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But God, Games Workshop do all redo all the Marauder models like this. Yes, we don't need Marauders anymore. We need this. <laughs> we need Dark Oath. And, well, that's the thing. <laughs> when, when when you mentioned it earlier about them mm. being maybe their own faction in AOS, I think I I know we could have potentially covered it last episode when we were talking yeah. about the amalgamation of factions. But mm. to me, I can see them doing like a Slaves to Darkness battle yeah. tome now, potentially yeah. w- including these. They'll have a. Mm. You know, and maybe they include the Ever Chosen as well in there as well. Yeah, they, yeah. You know, That'd so, be good. so you know, it could be like slaves of the Ever Chosen or something. They may do like an amalgamation because, <laughs> because at the moment, if you look at the mm. Ever Chosen, there's only like two what, three models, two units. It's, it's Arch- yeah. Archaon and and, and his uh, lieutenants, basically. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> so I can see them getting amalgamated because mm. I, I think the fact that Dark Oath seemed to be appearing more because obviously we saw the War Queen, you know, when yeah. Malign Portents yeah. came out. And you know, and I think there was a was there a character in yeah. Warhammer Quest as well, um, yeah, Silver in, Tower. In Silver Tower, there was the Dark Oath War Chieftain, who was the male counterpart to the yes, War Queen. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, so yeah, they're around, you know. And it, uh, to me, I think a lot of people would be into these. Oh, they yeah. really would. I would be. I would, I'd, I would I'd do be. a whole army of nothing but these guys for a Chaos Army. Yeah, same here. Absolutely. No Chaos Warriors. No monsters. No demons. Just no. the gang. Just the, yep, the, just, just the just tribes from the north. They look so yep. much better than Marauders, though. Like these yeah. guys are really well proportioned, mostly. Which is yeah. I mean, Marauders are basically big beef slabs. 
Um, but and so are these guys, but they're like realistic beef slabs. Uh. Yeah, and um, I, I, I'm re- I'm really digging the the female models as well. Yeah, they, they just both look you know really they great. Yeah, because I, I just I I know we've touched upon it before, but it's it's like when we, the female Stormcast, where mm, they, mm. there's some amazing looking miniatures out there for them, oh, you yeah. know. And, and it's also oh, I just yeah. I just love the variation. I like the fact mm. that this again, it's realistic. Yeah, the Dark yeah. Oath would have some you know badass I mean, female mm. warriors. Let's yeah. have them. <laughs> Let's, Let's have, have them. Yeah. In it. Some warrior, you know, women warriors. Let's do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, and again, they're gonna have their own uh, war scroll or yeah. AOS. Yep. Looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, God, they're just so good. I I spent like an hour talking about this with people this morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I mentioned to you earlier, but I went in to pick up the Orc Codex and not really anything else. And I went, oh, I should get some books to read. And then I pick up a model. But in that intervening time, I spent two and a half hours talking to people about all this <laughs> stuff because everyone was like, oh my God. Because, <laughs> you know, it happened, in, it happened in the middle of the night for us. So like no one had seen it yet. I was like, seriously, no, I, I suppose look, not. Look, yeah. look at this. Look at these things. <laughs> Look! <laughs> Look at the Dark Oath! <laughs> <coughs> no, I, I, yeah. I will be getting these day day one. Oh, whenever yeah. they, whenever oh, yeah. these go up for pre-order, I'm going to buy them. They will Definitely. come soon, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure, yep. Cool, right. Okay, so the next bit of news is, again, two things that have been hinted at previously, and it suggests that they're both very much on the horizon, which is mm-hmm. on the Warhammer Community website. You've got Kill Team Command Roster, uh, again, similar to the the 40k version. So again, yeah. it's just a, a quick yeah. way to to knock up a kill team and get the roster ready. And then they've done. They've also got uh, deck builder, which is for warmer underworlds. Again, similar premise, mm-hmm. but obviously a way of uh, organizing a deck and you know, theorizing that would be handy, it. Working yeah, out exactly. Your universal cards and things like that. <laughs> exactly. Which yeah, which ties in nicely when I was talking about. You know, mm. move into Night Vault and what what cards you know are applicable, etc. So no, that's a cool. Again, they're, they're obvious things to have on you know from yeah. an online yeah. tool perspective, but uh, it's good. It, these are gonna, these are two things that are really going to benefit people, especially I think even more so with with these sort of games where with Kill Team and mm. One Wonderworlds, where you just want to quickly knock something up or you want to brainstorm something. You know, again, you you know, and again, it's good for newer players because again, for some yeah. people, this yeah. is their entry into into Warhammer in general. So no, really, really mm. cool. Yeah, excellent. Right. Next bit of news. Okay. Um, so next bit of news is celebrating our Warhammer heroes. Uh, this is this is the little heartwarming nugget hidden in this news uh, <laughs> section. Um, so <laughs> War- Warhammer Heroes was sort of an effort by Games Workshop to reach out to the community and say, hey, who in the community makes the hobby great for you? Uh, and I believe the idea was there was community nominations and things for that. And, you know, Games Workshop picked the people who got the most votes slash seemed to exemplify what was great about the hobby the best. Uh, and so coming to Warhammer World is this big sort of display with a bunch of shields with various people on it. Uh, under the plaque that says Warhammer Heroes, These are this is recognition for pillars of the community, basically, which is nice. Nice. Yeah. And apparently they'll they'll be round two coming at some point. So uh, I don't I don't think we deserve it, but if we get it, I'm not gonna complain. Um. <laughs> Put your votes in now, everyone. Mm, mm. We love you. <laughs> nah, that, that, that's nice. And again, this is this is that new games workshop thing where they are so engaged with the community. It is fantastic. Definitely. I mean, as opposed to like 
fifth and sixth edition was like the community people play the game no 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 <laughs> they buy the models <laughs> we don't want to talk to them <laughs> <laughs> they buy the models they don't play the game what are you talking about <laughs> but well, no, actually, no, it, it's great yeah it's really good and talking of talking to the community podcasts mm. yeah so yay we like we like podcasts don't we yeah yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and if you don't why are you listening to one <laughs> <laughs> so yes yeah, so a games workshop have basically said that their aos one which is stormcast and the new 40k one which is voxcast uh, are basically coming back well because mm. stormcast sort of went off a bit didn't it there was they yeah. started with those sort of 15 minute mm. little episodes and then it sort of yeah. went off the boil a bit yeah um so I think whereas I think they can they were trying to do one hour episodes or something similar to that. So Yeah, yeah. They did the um they did the community survey and specifically asked what people wanted out of mm-hmm. their podcasts and people said an hour would be, be an hour once a fortnight would be better than ten minutes three times a week. Exactly. And I, I agree. Um I I did really like Stormcast like that because it was mm-hmm. about just long enough that I could listen to a whole episode on the way to work and then a different one on the way back. And mm-hmm. I've missed it because it's nice having like this is from the horse's mouth, as it were. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and I'm I'm looking forward to it coming back, and looking forward for a, to a 40k specific one as well because there's there's mm. lots of stuff they can talk about, and more podcasts is good. Yeah, Just, as exactly. long as they don't as long as they don't take our margins. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get off our lawn. <laughs> we earned these listeners. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We want to keep hold of them. Nah, we can. You can listen to all these shows. That's the thing. That's mm. the the brilliance of of podcasts all being free oh, yeah. and whatever. We can we can all listen yeah. to them. So no, it's re- it's really good that they brought this back. And like I said, it's all kicking off back in uh, mm. sorry in December now, which is really cool. So yeah, yeah see what happens with that. Um, okay. Next bit right. of news. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got <laughs> an amazing. I've got an amazing idea for a new project, Matt. Do you want to know what it is? Tell me, Cameron. I'm going to, with the aid of Games Workshop, create the entire Ultramarines first company out of lieutenant models. <laughs> because that's what they seem to want me to do. This is what they want from me. <laughs> I, do you know what? It, no j- jokes aside, when before this th- these announcements mm. that happened last night and the, I, I was reading on the internet were like oh i bet we get another lieutenant and another <laughs> primary you know people are just taking the mick and yeah. then this is the first thing i saw last <laughs> night when, when i tuned in i was like you are having a laugh another lieutenant i mean i oh, i find it amusing because there's some people that are genuinely quite angry at this because mm. i suppose because mm. people are thinking why are you wasting your time and effort when you could be doing there's this so on other many. models this but is like the 11th one <laughs> I know. It's, I, I, I mean, I, 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 again, I think I said it on the last episode and I, said, I was saying it to a few people on Twitter last night where to me, is it having this middle ground obviously between a sergeant and a captain, for example, mm. it means you can mm. go either way because you could, you know, if you look at this miniature, he could pass as a, as a sergeant, you know, yeah. just downgrade yeah. him a bit or vice versa. If you want to make him a captain, just, you know, put mm. a few extra yeah. seals yeah. on him and etc. So you've got, you know, whereas, if you wanted to make a captain to a sergeant, it's a bit mm. more difficult. I don't know. I don't know the. I don't I, genuinely don't know. I, I do. I do know what it is. What is it? Uh, I saw this on Twitter. As part of a team building exercise, all of the Games Workshop sculptors had to sculpt a lieutenant, and they were all so good <laughs> that they decided <laughs> to release all of them. 
It's absolutely not what happened. That's not true, but it's the most, <laughs> it's the most wonderful idea. I actually really like that. It's like, everyone was so great. We'll release all of yours, not just the best one. Well done, sculptors. And then all the hobbies are like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Knee jokes aside, the, it's very, it's a very good model, actually. Oh, yeah. And, I love and, it. It's, it's um, great. It, it, you know, it's like the 500 store one that came out recently. That's a really, again, a really good, good miniature. It's not, they're, they're not bad. Lieutenants. Exactly. It's just, it's, the, just, it's just, they're still lieutenants. Like, yeah. Like, why? Why is there so many? You could many? do anything. I, I you could do a not space marine. <laughs> 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 it's like, you can imagine that, like, they're having a board meeting. Like, what should, what should, what should be our next miniature? And then, like, mm. there's the same guy every time going, Primaris Lieutenant? Yes, let's do that. And like, they get cho- their, their idea gets chosen every single time. Oh, we haven't done no. a Lieutenant for a while. Or is it like, do you think it's, it almost feels like it's a running joke? And thinking, it, it, how long can people put up with them? It could be a running joke. It could be they made the first, like, standalone Primaris Lieutenant, and that was their best-selling model in, like, years. Yeah, and went, possibly. This is what the people want. They want to drown in these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Death by lieutenants. <laughs> Death by lieutenants. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, we were having a laugh, but seriously, Games Workshop, please. We love Space Marines. We love Primaris Marines, mostly. At least 50% of us. Um, and we love lieutenants. <laughs> we'll get on to that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, we, and we love yeah. lieutenants. They're fine. Anything else. Please, <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> I don't. I just don't know. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, hey, it's another miniature out there, and it's yeah, a special um, event. It's it's a, it's a special Warhammer event for next year. Warhammer events from next year, starting in Adepticon. Um, yeah. So th- look, it's cool. You can get this and go. Oh, I went to Adepticon. Look how cool this is. I'm like, cool, great for you. Put it in the shelf with the 300 others that you'll have at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I'm they're not got they've not got numbers on them. Like it's oh, like a, it's like yeah. secretly a whole set. Like oh. number fifty six of three hundred. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be great. I'm, like I'm half expecting like there'll be a Christmas exclusive model that's only available <laughs> on like Boxing Day, and it's just a Primaris Lieutenant with a little Santa hat or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. He's a space wolf. He's got a big beard or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's- that is, it's, it's funny. I just, I, yeah. I honestly, I burst out laughing when I saw it straight away. Oh, yeah. thought, you're yeah. having a laugh. Yeah. Oh, um, never mind. Yeah. And, and this, one last point. This isn't technically a new model. I think this was previewed earlier in the year, but they didn't say what it was going to be. And everyone saw that it had an iron halo and went, Oh, it's a new captain. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not captain. <laughs> no, it's a lieutenant. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, you know, let's move on because the next thing is actually like fifty percent of the news. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's let's do it. So, I mean, this obviously has been a lead up to this uh, news that dropped last night because we've been been seeing bits about Warhammer Quest Blackstone Fortress mm-hmm. over on the community mm-hmm. site over the last week, which has been really cool. And then obviously they've dropped pr- pretty much most of the information. Again, last mm. night. So, yeah, so as we saw a little while ago, there's going to be a 40k version of Warhammer Quest, Blackstone yep, Fortress. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so we've we've got a bit of news now. So we, we know Give or Take, well, it's not been, a, I don't think it's been officially confirmed, but it is. It's going to be around the £95 mark. So the same as, mm. you know, Forge Bane and Soul Wars and Dark Imperium. So it's going to be, which, you know, to be, yeah. this, how, much, how much is it over your way? I can't remember what uh, I said. It's like 265, which is pretty okay. standard for that box, which yeah. is not bad. 
bad. I, I don't consider that a bad price for this box. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Because goddamn, yeah. mm. it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we got um. There's it's going to be up for pre-order on the tenth of November, yep. which is yep. a week as of, t- of this recording. Um, it's rumored, but not confirmed, that it's potentially going to be the, out on the twenty fourth of November, which is good, Ooh, named Blackstone Friday. Well, yeah, because the That's I cool. mean, this was this was before Blood and Glory last mm, night. So yeah. there's again, it's take it with a pinch of salt. But they, yeah, they're talking twenty fourth of November, and it's called Blackstone Friday. Yeah, that's actually Black Friday. So yeah. <laughs> uh, whether there's actually tr- any truth in that, we don't know. But it's it's Who not knows? far off. I mean, the fact that yeah. we're a week away from the pre-orders, like I said, suggests it's it's very imminent. Um, mm. It's got, I think, it's around forty-four models are in it. Yeah, um, yeah, we've seen we've seen a fair bit so far. Um, I'm yes, so excited. They're I so know. Good. It, they Actually, all look back yeah. just badass, don't they? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you an image, um, courtesy oh, of okay. courtesy of you slash the Turbinator on Discord. Um, someone has okay. photoshopped up a size comparison for the new Space Marine model. Uh, Chaos. Space oh, Marine. that's interesting. Um, using yeah. base sizes as the measurement. Uh, they're big boys. Yeah, I they're like sort them. of. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of in between. Scale. They're Death Guard yeah. scale, which is perfect. That's what they should. Yeah. Be. Exactly. Oh, they look so, so they're, good. <laughs> so they're sort of just al- almost the size of a Primaris Marine, but bigger than a normal or the old, you know, the old school Chaos. Marine. Oh yeah. So they're they're head and shoulders over the old Chaos Marines as they should be because those things That's... are tiny. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm so excited, and it, and also I'm what I think I'm so excited about in regards to Blackstone Fortress is mm. this now the start of things that we're going to see? Like for example, you you know we've seen two. Two of these new Chaos Marines, yeah. which, like I said, we were just saying, look look really good and look more like to me how they should. Is this now the start where we're going to see proper sets of Chaos I Marines? They, it know. has to be. These guys are I'd so be shocked good if looking. Didn't. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because they're dated. They're very yeah. dated. So yeah. Also, we do need to talk about the third Chaos Marine in the box. You've seen this, I assume. Oh, yes. Yes, the oh, Chaos my. Champion. God. Of what, well, oh. we're presuming he's a Chaos Champion. He looks awesome. There was people that I think initially got so excited they thought it was Abaddon. Um, I mean, he's which, got the top can, Yeah, and, and I can see people, oh, it's <laughs> Abaddon. And, uh, no, it's not. Um, but <laughs> it's still, he still looks awesome. He, mm. he feels like a cross between a Chaos Marine and a Space Wolf. You know, he's got that yeah. sort of Lehman yeah, Russ, yeah. Ragnar, Blackmane. Vibe yeah, I was, I was talking with guys in the store today. Um, basically, it's they've just added furs and trophies and things, and that's good because like yeah. that ties it in so well. They look more primal and savage. Of course, a chaos marine would take like a fur of a great beast as a trophy. That's an important and beautiful thing he did, slaying this monster in the name of the dark gods or whatever. And I know it makes it makes them look rougher than regular space marines, which they should. And but it doesn't play into the thing of oh they're all mutated or they're all covered in spikes and gore all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's that's the bit, I think my biggest issue with the old st- old style Chaos Marines is I'm tired of everything having horns and spikes on it. Mm. It's like that's not mm. necessary. Whereas yeah. these new Marines, you know, you can clearly see they're Chaos spikes. Marines. Yeah, but yeah. it's not they've it's not over spikes. the top. And mm. and to me, it should be where they they're like that initially. And if you want to spike them up. Then yeah, you've yeah. got the choice to add spikes to them, as opposed to try and have to <laughs> de-spike mm. them. <laughs> Let me <laughs> clip you a bit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, they 
they just look awesome. I mean, that Chaos yeah. Champion looks amazing. He's, got, he's he's in this great pose. He's striding forward with a plasma pistol hanging loose at his side, and he's got this possessed hammer. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Cause I, was, yeah. I was gonna say demon hammer, but that's like Grey Knight's copyright because they get <laughs> demon hammers, so it can't be a demon hammer. It's like a it's a bad hammer. I just love his pose. I mean, he's he looks so menacing. He looks like a brick shit house. Look at him. He he. <laughs> yes, look he at does. the size of his shoulders. He's oh, massive. Yeah. He's so broad. He's swollen with power. You might say. Yeah. He's so, you know he's so torso heavy. He look he mm. looks like Bluto out of Popeye. <laughs> he just sort of just <laughs> it's great i mean even even his backpack looks awesome again it's mm. not the typical mm. from what you know from that the brief bit you can see it's not typical chaos yeah oh please yeah. please let this be the the new chaos marines like going forward yeah please oh, it, it's going to be it's going to be those um the thing is with the the two other chaos marines are actually the same model just with a head swap yes yeah they are but Guess what? That's fine. That's only yeah. meant to be three Marines in that box. Whatever. Give me a multi-part kit in this style at that scale. Oh, yep. my God. All over oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Matt, um, right. here's a quick question for you. You've watched the mm. video, right? You've seen all the beautiful, interesting models in there. Can you guess yes. which model, apart from, of course, the three Chaos Marines, is my favorite? Well, now, this is an interesting one because, I, I, I mean, you've got... I mean, my personally, my favourite mm. is the Eldar Ranger because I she think is she is awesome. A, yeah. She looks amazing, but I think it's going to be like the squats or something that you've seen. No, potentially. no, not no? the rattlings. No, no, no. Try again. Uh, right. What else we got? We've got we got the spindle drone. I don't think it would be that. Spindle drone's um, cool. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. You got the Neovolt Cultist, which is cool, but. But pretty I'm not. Rad, pretty rad. But but I'm not thinking. I mean, and is it Rogue Trader Janus no. Drake? No, yeah, I'll just because I, I, I thought it was his his uh, his his mustache. Mm, oh, of course, nice I forgot mustache. about this one. Yeah, sorry. A flamer I, Chainsword. Yeah, <laughs> oh I forgot God. about this one. I forgot so about this one in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it looks like an, awesome with like an iron halo bolted to their skull. <laughs> What are they? What are they supposed to be? Or what I, are we thinking? I think new version of Sister Repentia. Oh, yeah, good shout. Yeah, because that's a th- yeah. It 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 seems to be a female model. It seems to be Sisters yeah. of Battle style, but with like like I said, with an iron halo like bolted to the skull and some kind of face mask that seems to restrict movement of the mouth, and then a chain weapon and a flame weapon that seems impractical. To say the least, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would go. Cool. I would go with this is the new Sister Repentia design instead of just having women with like parchments nailed to them and big chainswords. Which I like mm-hmm. this better. I think this yeah. could be really cool. Yeah, it, it's just, oh, oh, it's so forty k, breathes forty k. <laughs> oh, no, it's the most impractical so thing I've ever seen. I, I have to get this. So badly. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. I know it's it's such a good box set. I mean, mm. like and like we said, we've we've seen the spindle drone, which is like this War of the Worlds, yeah, sort of potentially old mm. one tech. Um, it's yep. also potentially said it could be old human tech as well. That's yeah, a few rumors maybe. that people are saying. I reckon um, old one, just because it looks like a mix between Necron and Eldar tech. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can. It's kind of it's kind of that, that halfway point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like we- Fat Priest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Fat Priest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty cool as well. Um, mm. You've got 
uh, some proper traitor guard as well yes. in there, oh which is God. really cool. Again, hopefully amazing. that's something. Hopefully something of more to come. Yeah, you know, hopefully see, it's something see they're the going to do. See the guy who's aiming the las gun by resting it on one wrist while while the other hand holds a combat knife. He's doing yeah, the solid snake thing. So he's doing the solid <laughs> yeah. snake thing. <laughs> it's oh really cool. Um, so we good. got we got some dark <laughs> dark mechanicus in there as well. Mm, yeah, um, um, renegade psycho with the weird mega mind head, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> there's some. I mean, everything is so unique. You got the mm. again, you got the the squat with the um, grapple yeah. gun. Yeah, rattling with a grapple gun into it. Mm. Yeah, oh man, um, oh man. Uh, everything looks so diverse. I think that's what I, I just know. love about it. Oh, you got the there uh, is the croot cr- as well. Um, the croot. There are sneak dark elder release. There are four plastic urgles. One of the things the elder beastmasters can take in there. Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I forgot about those. That's what those weird eyeless ghoul looking things are. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I saw those as like okay, not what I expected, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Is I know it's it's such a good. I mean, like I said to you earlier, this is going straight to the top mm. of my Christmas list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it just... It, I, I don't know. Words can't really describe this. This is just no. such a good set. It's so good. Oh, my I'm God. I'm just... Like, like I said, I'm just praying <laughs> that this is stuff to come. Like, mm. this is not... If, you know, like, this is just oh. a one-off set. And, like I said, I, we're not going to see new Chaos Marines. We're not going to see I, Traitor Guard. I you know. guarantee new Chaos Marines and new Traitor Guard. Fortnite yeah, dropped Renegades. They stopped production oh, entirely. Yeah, that's true. Because Games yeah. Workshop is clearly producing a new line in plastic. Obviously, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited. Please do it. I know. It's, it, oh man, <laughs> it's one of those where you just don't want to get too excited because, you, like I said, because you don't know for certain. But you're right, though. I'd be shocked if on they the, uh, if they yeah. didn't. On the other it's, hand, uh, I'm fine being excited because even if it's just these, these are so good. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just thinking more from a sourcing point of view. Oh yeah, because obviously, yeah. like to to make some, uh, like a ten man squad, you're like right. So yes. that's theoretically five box sets. Mm. <laughs> True. <laughs> so eBay. eBay. So, so no, it's 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 awesome. And like I said, I mean, and hopefully the game itself. You got some uh, yeah. hexagon uh, sort of tiles and cards, etc. I mean, obviously, we don't, mm. we don't really know much about the rules yet on how no. this works. But I'm, yeah, I'm I th- really, I really want to play this and see how it plays. Because if it's mm. like, if it's like a self-generated dungeon where the enemies are basically AI controlled, they just have set things they do and they show up randomly depending on the room. Yep. Oh, that sounds so cool! It's just a dungeon <laughs> crawl as a rogue trader party. Hell yeah! Yep. <clears throat> yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, Blackstone Fortress. Like I said we'll see. You know, because I'm sure they'll. May reveal mm. a few bits because I think there's going to be still a bit more news coming out over this weekend as well. Oh yeah, you know, from yeah. There's Blood and like Glory, another so. two days for Blood and Glory. So yeah, we'll see. So this was Watch the first space. day. This I know. Was the first that's day. The, <laughs> that's the scary part. <laughs> so let's 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 actually do the normal news. So this is actually the news that was planned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before Blood and Glory, oh, I, I had to take a screenshot of what we had planned before this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, what, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> oh wait, actually, so, hold on, just a sec. Um, mm. I sourced another piece of art for Wrath and Rapture. So, like, the full art for that, you, you know, the bit with the demonette on the harp? Yes. Um, I just found on Reddit the full art, uh, and it shows Karanak, the three-headed flesh hound. So, maybe that's coming in plastic. Oh, interesting. I would like to see that in the box here. I just sent you the picture. Oh. 
Yes, please. Yes, please. Excellent. Oh, look at that. That is, that is an awesome bit of art in he general. But yes, yeah, so the three-headed good. one, yeah. I hope I that. hope Karanak and Plastic Zen, because it would be sad to have the Flesh Hound character look so bad compared to the new Flesh Hound. <laughs> yeah, that would be right, yeah. No. Good point. Um, good point. So, yeah, it's just... Okay, back to your regularly scheduled news. Yes, let's um, go to the not-as-exciting <laughs> news. No, there's no, there's still some still good little bits exciting. of news. Uh, so, yeah, exciting. we got the... The Orcs release as of now, yeah. as of today. So, we, like we said, the Codex is yeah. out. We've got the new the the new vehicles. Mm. Uh, you got the Mech Boy Workshop that's out yeah. now as well. Yeah, which is which no really... one will use for the actual thing. I think no, but... of course not. But hey, it's good terrain. Um, well, that's exactly exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, oh, Forge World updated Index Xenos. Uh, Forge World. Oh, did they? They gave all the Orc units Daka 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 and oh, clan cool. tags. Yes. Nice. So the the Forge World Orc stuff is still viable to be used in your Orc army. So that's nice. Nice. Okie dokie. Mm. Right. Um. And then yeah, you've got the the dice, <laughs> the data cards. Yeah. I was going to ask you. Is it? And obviously they've reboxed a lot of the old range because mm. obviously they, yeah. they they've come up as new releases, but technically it's the old stuff. Yeah. But it's I was going to ask you. Is there was yeah. there easy to build Orc boys before? I think so. Because I don't remember that, but I could be wrong. Don't don't, don't quote me so. on it. Okay, because yeah. I just don't remember them. But maybe. Oh, yeah, check. but they're there. So <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Just just a, something I noticed. So so yes, yeah, so all the mm. orc stuff is out. Uh, what else oh. we've got? Um, they've also announced the the usual Christmas battle forces that are coming out. Yep. So they've announced there's going to be ten of them. Um, oh they've, man. They've uh, <laughs> confirmed two so far, which is the Death Guard one, which I'm sure you are yep. eyeing up. Oh <laughs> look, hey, like I said, I need. Seven plague marines and a plague burst crawler, and I've just proved that a plague surgeon can make a pretty good lord. And you can always use more drones. And like, it's good box. I'm gonna get it. Uh. Definitely. So it's a good, it's a good way of saving. It's I mean, over here they're about a hundred pounds. So whatever your equivalent size, it's a good yeah. way of saving a bit of money. And the other one they've confirmed is the Ideneth Deepkin one on AOS. So so yeah, and then there'll be another eight or so. I mean, yeah. I think we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I think we'll see a Primaris one. I think we'll see. Oh, yeah. A Stormcast one, probably of some sort. Um, I was thinking mm. maybe something random like Custodes one, potentially. That would be um, interesting. I kind of want to see a knight one with just like the new Dominus class knight and two armages mm. and nothing yeah, else. Yeah, that, that could, yeah, no, that could be there. Um, yeah, who mm. knows? I think, like I said, there's plenty of options there, but it's again, it's a good way to get, you know, get started on an army. So they're, they'll be out yeah. for Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. what else do they announce? So yeah, they've been uh, on the back of that as well. They've announced some new scenery bundles in 40k mm. and AOS. I mean, on 40k, you've got the thermic plasma nexus. You've got the, uh, the munitions hub. You've got the Imperial sector. And then on AOS, mm-hmm. you've got the veil of Gyran and the desolated township, which is a cool little yeah. sort Pretty of combined cool. scenery bit. So again, if you want some scenery a bit cheaper and together, they're, they're on the way as well. Um, and what else we've got? We've got the, uh, <laughs> the thing that caused a lot of memes and such like to yeah. come out. You've got the XL painting handle. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Like, what do I call it? The chaos spawn of, of painting the chaos handles. Spawn of painting handles. <laughs> it's an interesting looking um, thing, isn't it? <laughs> I can see how it's useful. Um, actually, yes, I think I saw I a picture where someone was using it to assemble a wraith guard. I think it was because you can use like okay. the little, the little, clip spin around bits to hold the upper body while the base and legs are held by the actual handle bit and you can use it to hold bits while you get glue on and stuff like that yeah and i mean like 
uh, it's good for painting in sub-assemblies. Adrian will tell you, always paint in sub-assemblies. Yep. Um, <laughs> Definitely. I will tell you, always paint in sub-assemblies, because I assembled one Plague Marine completely, and that was a slog to paint. paint so all the others, <laughs> all the others after that were in sub-assemblies, <laughs> of, at least a, of at least one or two bits. Um, look, it, the painting handle's great, so, you know, of course, why not? Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, and hopefully they'll be easy to get hold of because I remember the mm. the uh, the the uh, the, sh- the 2018 shortage of the normal yeah. paint and handles. It was a way. I think it was months that you couldn't get hold of them. Well, at least over I here was, you couldn't. I anyway. was so tempted to just buy like ten and send them to you because <laughs> yeah, yeah. there were like, so many just in my local store. <laughs> got piles of them. Exactly. Yeah, um, and the last thing which I. I think I don't know if I said, but that I was going to mm. sneak in was the the new Necron unit that's on Forge uh, World, which is the, yeah, the uh, Tech heavy construct, mm. which yeah. looks really badass, yeah. very expensive, and mm. uh, he's I've just got his um, his uh, their rules up as well. It's uh, yeah, six hundred twenty five okay. points, and yeah, it's uh, he's yeah. a he's a big boy. He's, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's a, <laughs> yeah, so he's got um, some cool little little yeah. attacks and everything. There, there is one other interesting thing which I just found by accident in the pre-orders. Um, mm. Looks like Games Workshop is doing a novella series. Um, oh for yes, seven dollars a book AUD, which is real cheap, even if it's only like a twenty, thirty-page book. That seems pretty yeah. good. I think. There's... I think because um, mm. at the moment it's the Black Library Weekender as we speak. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're going to be there. Um, yeah, I've just spotted yeah. them now actually because. Um, there's going to be, yeah, the bloody rose by, um, Danny Ware. Um, I've read one of her novellas. She, mm. I read the, oh, was it mercy, which is a sister battle one. I, yeah, I did a little review yeah. on my website of it actually. Mm. Um, mm. so these all look really cool actually. Yeah. I'm looking at the, um, the age of Sigma ones. There's bone desert, which appears to be, Hey, it's by Robbie McNiven and it's about Gotrek. Mm-hmm. It looks like yep. it's got Gotrek on the cover. There's mm-hmm. heart of winter by Nick Horth about, um, what's her name? The, the dark elf captain from City of Secrets. Oh, what's her name? Um, uh, um, Zenthi, isn't it? Zen- yeah, Zenthi. Yeah. Or what is this? Um, the Red Hours by Evan Dickin, which appears to be about Free Guild, which seems cool. Yep. And then War Queen, War Queen by Darius Hinks, which is about the Dark Earth War Queen. Hell yes, I will read yep. that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I like, I'm t- I'm t- I, I, I like be- this little. little I mean, to be fair, they're books. not. Well, exactly, and they're not, and they're not, sm- they're not small, like small, mm. small. Because I'm reading, looking at most of these are around 150, 170 pages. So they're not what? these. You know, what? That's yeah. a full book. That's what I mean. That's a full like, book. That's not. I a, mean, I thought well, it would be like a thirty-page sort. short No, these story are these are bucks. sort of these are these would be similar to City of Secrets. You know, when we mm. when we covered that, it's that sort. I think it's that sort of length. Because yeah, because look, wow. War Queen, that, that's one hundred seventy-six pages. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Heart of Winter, that's. 144 so no these are you oh know these God. are these are these quite are good yeah so I, <laughs> and I mean over here they're yeah they're three pound each over here so mm. or you can buy the set for 27 pounds i'm gonna buy all of yeah. them i'll be honest that, i'm gonna buy that set oh, wow. <laughs> that is that is a that is a title for the custodies one auric gods yeah oh yeah that looks interesting. That one's 192 pages, that one. That's a real one. Wow. That's, that's just a book. That's not a yeah. novella. That's just a novel. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Madness. I know. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> nice. No, I'm oh, glad man. you spotted that because actually, because I'm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to order mm. those. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Nice. So, yeah, I think that's been all the news for this session. So we've had plenty yeah. to go through. Thanks so to much. Blood and Glory. So much, mm. so much excitement. And just think, it's still only at the start of November. I think what oh you know, God. other things are going to come out between now and Christmas. I can't Christmas. deal with this. I felt it's slowing down. It's slowing down. They're doing a weekend where you can where you can only order terrain. I'm like, no, not slowing nope. down. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Release bomb. Uh. <laughs> cool. Right. So, um, yeah, we'll take our break now before we go on to the main law topic. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about the ever-chosen. Back soon. And hello and welcome back. It's time for the main law topic time. Hooray. <laughs> and on this one, as said earlier, we're going to talk about a certain boy, the ever chosen, <laughs> the three eyed king, the lord of the end times and other mm. such titles. We're talking oh, yes. about the chaos badass, Archaon. <laughs> and like I said, for this one, we're giving an overview of him as a character. But w- what's going to be quite interesting for him is we're going to talk about him from the world that was, you know, the old Warhammer yeah. fantasy world, and then how he... Uh, sort of uh, kicked the ass of the, <laughs> the old world, <laughs> mm. and then how he's you know what he's up to in the current AOS universe, really. So we sort of said provide an overview of him from some from birth to current day, and uh, yeah, and find out how what uh, mischief he's been up to over the years. <laughs> oh, so, that Archeon! <laughs> oh, Archeon! <laughs> no supper for you. Go straight mm. to bed. Mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Archeon, the ever chosen, the three eyed king. So, but once upon a time, he was known by a different name. Deirdrick Kastner was his name back in the day, back in the old world. Mm-hmm. Born in, in a certain place called uh, Hagendorf in the uh, the land of Norland. <clears throat> Unfortunately, he was brought into the world under very, not the best circumstances, to mm-hmm. be fair, which probably leads to why he is what he is. So, so basically, he was born to a southern mother and a northern father, but unfortunately, his his father was a uh, chaos marauder barbarian mm-hmm. type, yeah. who unfortunately forced himself upon uh, his mother or Deirdre's yeah. mother, uh, raped her, and then um, you know, in due course, obviously gave birth to to Deirdre. Now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> obviously, not the ideal, like I said, the ideal circumstances. Uh, he. The, 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 his birth led to the death of his mother because she sort of died shortly after the ch- giving birth to him. Mm. Naturally, well, not naturally, but the stepdad was not happy with mm. having Deirdre as his son because no. obviously he's not the father and obviously the circumstances that brought him into the world. Also, the fact that his birth had killed off his wife, unfortunately, mm. he was cast out. He was like, no, I'm... Yeah. I'm I'm done with you. You're you're a bastard. Literally, get out. <laughs> so, shoves him out the door. Now, Deirdrick, luckily for him at that time, is adopt, adopted by a Sigmarite priest by the name of Dagobert, who you know takes him in, saves him from some wolves. Who then in turn Deirdrick becomes a squire to a Sigmar Templar by the name of Sir Kastner. Kastner, yep. you know. <laughs> Clues in the title there. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Um, you know, because, you know, he, like I said, to be fair to Deirdre, he was a, you know, he's a strong lad, you know, wanting to, you know, despite his rough start in life, he wanted to, you know, do well yeah. for himself and obviously yeah. under the, the guise of this priest. So uh, when he was under the, as a steward, sorry, as a squire to uh, Sir Kastner, 
Sir Kastner dies in quite a funny way. He falls into a pit and gets eaten by night goblins, <laughs> which is <laughs> the classic Ooh. way to die in the forest. Classic. Classic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I mean, from what we know about Sir Kastner, he was a bit of a crap Templar, mm-hmm. to be fair. He was, you know, a bit, you know, d- didn't really look after himself. You know, he was that type, really. So, yeah. you know, he met that sort of end, really. Uh, luckily, Daedric survived. He took Sir Kastner's sword, which is known as, known as Terminus. Nice name for a sword. Yeah, yeah. And also took his his uh, horse, Oberon. Um, Deirdrick then took this news and obviously the, the sword and the horse to Sir Kastner's widow and, mm. you know, say... But, you know, do you want do you want his horse back? Do you want his sword back? Yeah, <laughs> it's not been good. Um, luckily for Deirdrick, the the Sir Kastner's widow was a nice, well, nice lady, and wanted to spite mm. Sir Kastner. So he's like, no, okay, no, you can keep the sword, you can keep the horse, and you know what? On top, you can have our surname as well. Oh. Okay, no, no, no refunds, but you can have his, you can have his surname. So that's where I said Deirdrick becomes Deirdrick Kastner. Mm. So. And then off the back of that, feeling very inspired, as again still under the, you know, under the mantle of the of the priest Dagobert, he becomes a Knight Templar himself under the Order mm. of the Twin Tailed Orb. The Order of the Twin Tailed Orb back in the Warhammer world was a sign of destiny and fate. It often the comet appeared when a big event happened, like when Sigmar was born, yeah. for example, and things yeah. like that. So, you know, they're a big they're a big deal. That's the best way to put it. So, Deirdrick at this point. He's a really good Knight Templar. He's big, he's strong. Realistically, because he's got northern blood in him. You know, he's mm. he's he's good at yeah. fighting this lad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so as part of, you know, his everyday Templar status, he gets involved in a little ruckus with some beastmen. Because mm. basically there was a, a nun in trouble. So you know so he had to deal with these beastmen. Yeah. And as part of the fight with these with particular beastmen, he ends up getting a bit of warpstone in his eye, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. Not the nicest thing to get in your eye, you know. No, obviously, no. Uh, you know, don't, it's not something you just wash away with a bit of water. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he gets warpstone in his eye. But luckily for you know for Deirdrick, he he recovers, he survives it. Yeah. Um, but there's a bit more to it. This particular nun that he saved, as part of her duty, sort of prior to the beastmen attacking, she had to take a lot of books with her to sort of save them from you know being mm. destroyed, etc. So yeah, and. One particular book that she takes, which is, you know, quite a big deal, which is called the Book of Divination, which mm-hmm. is called the Liber Calestator, I think. Mm-hmm. I completely butchered that name. Sure, so sure. Look it up. <laughs> That's what Google's for. So <laughs> we call it the Book of Divination. So, yeah, so this particular book is read by Dagobert, and mm. he's horrified because yeah. the key bit that he picks out from this book, which was written by a particular gentleman called Necrodomo the Insane, <laughs> great name wow um normal chap doesn't doesn't do anything yeah, insane yeah so <laughs> so so dagobert re- reads this particular book and it reveals a big truth which is about the ever chosen yeah now the ever chosen from a chaos point of view best way to look at it is the ultimate chaos champion okay mm. so this is you know of all the chaos champions top dog this is the this is the champion that will bring in the end times for the whole of chaos and end the world. You know, this is, it's yeah. a big deal. Now this book reveals that the ever chosen will come into being when the North and the South meet via blood. Now, basically, as you can now imagine, that is what has sort of happened in the case of Deirdrick. So you've got the North, which is the Norskan mm. tribes. So I, his dad, 
His mum, yeah. who's yeah. a southerner from from mm-hmm. Norland, meet. Mm-hmm. They give birth. They give birth to an ever chosen, um. which happens to be Deirdre. Oh no! Oh, oh no. dear, Deirdre. Oh dear. Uh oh. So Deirdre finds out this news. Um, on, he seems to hear it just as part of the conversation. So the nun, mm. you imagine nun, the nun and Dagobert are sort of having a chat. Um, yeah. He's like, she's like, Dagobert, um, you may not want to read that. Why? why? Um, um, Deirdre's listening in. Ah, he, he'll be fine. He's recovering. He's snoozing. Look, he's got an eye wound. <laughs> so, so unfortunately, he finds out this terrible bit of news and obviously he starts thinking to himself, hang on, am I the ever chosen? Mm, so mm. he does what a lot of you know people in his position do. They travel to Altdorf, and he basically goes to a big statue of Sigmar and goes, mm. Sigmar, tell me, tell me this is not true. Give me a sign that I'm not the ever chosen. Mm. I've done all this good work for you. Please tell me. And oh. Sigmar decides to be an ass and doesn't do anything <laughs> and <laughs> decides to not show him a sign. So mm. on the basis of this, Deirdre goes a bit crazy. He's he renounces his faith of Sigmar. He goes, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Sod you. You know, I gave you my chance. This is obviously what I'm supposed to be. So at this point, this is when he becomes Archaon. He decides yeah. to, you know, Deirdre Kastner is no more. He's now Archaon. He washes himself of Sigmar, but also at the same time, ironically, he washes himself of the chaos gods of his, far, his barbarian father, mm-hmm. which is a bit weird because of what he does next. Um, so, <laughs> so he decides to head north into the chaos waste and gives himself to the chaos gods. So just, mm. and I think he says that he does it to spite them, but yeah. weirdly enough, he, you know, he follows his fate basically. Now, Cameron, you're, mm. you're in Archaon's position now. Yeah, yeah. He's now given himself to the chaos gods. He's now destined to be the ever chosen. Yeah. What do you okay. think you need to draw up? You need to draw up a shopping list okay yeah. that is what you need you, you know look what you need exactly <laughs> you, if you're going to be the ever chosen and being the ultimate chaos champion bringing in the end times you know i mean you can't be wearing rags and a, no. and a dagger you know i oh, mean no. you've got to be you've got to be on your game you know what i mean so mm. so at this point archaon searches for the six treasures of chaos now Ooh. these are the things that will make him the ever chosen it's like a you know, it's like when, you know, when you watch Power Rangers and all the robots come together, all the Zords mm. come together and become the mega one. That's what he needs. He needs, he needs his, his six treasures of chaos. So he starts with the first one. He starts with the Mark of Chaos Undivided. Now, basically, this particular Mark of Chaos is a very special Mark of Chaos because mm. it basically grants you all the blessing of all four chaos gods. So you basically get all the advantage and none of the disadvantages. So that's mm. the first thing on his shopping list. So to go that, he decides to travel to the shopping centre in Nagaroth. No, sorry, not a shopping centre. He decides to travel to Nagaroth <laughs> to the Altar of True Darkness, which is a very badass name, to basically offer himself to the gods. Yeah. So he takes a, he takes a warband known as the Swords of Chaos. Uh, again, another metal band name there. <laughs> so <laughs> they fight dark elves on the way because obviously they're in Nagaroth. They find this dark citadel and it's so dark that there's no light and even when they turn a torch on or, or light a torch i should say it goes out straight away so obviously a lot of his warband sort of a bit creeped out by this archaeon's like sod this i'm going in anyway so he basically fights an obscene amount of monsters he just you know kills you know makes his way through all these monsters uh he finds the altar and offers the hearts of all these monsters to the chaos gods 
And as reward, he gets the Mark of Chaos, which is this big brand right between his eyes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he's got number one. So number two on his shopping list is the armor of Morkar. Mm-hmm. Now this armor was was worn by the first ever chosen, and now and in a nutshell, it gives you almost invulnerability. You know, yeah. it's it's badass armor. You know, it's top level. So he takes a ship from Nagaroth, pulled by this huge sea drake, and he takes his warband to this very very dark area. It's so dark that there's no no moon or sun has ever touched upon it. Okay, mm. so he gets there. He ends up killing lots of these very weird half human humanoid type people yeah. of no real uh, note um and he, he decides to kill him for six days and six nights because you know it's hard work yeah, of course. he's a bit you know you know he's a bit tired after all this so he, he kills all <laughs> these human all these uh, human type creatures he then in the tomb of morcar finds the armor and you know it's not always as simple as that the spirit of morcar decides to take control of the armor so he becomes an enchanted you know, spirit within these, in his mm. old armor. Now, him and Archaon have a big fight. Archaon is actually on the back foot at this point because obviously he's dealing with a very strong, powerful spirit who's in wearing invulnerable armor. Now, at this point, you're thinking, how is Archaon going to overcome this? Is he going to do it via his, you know, his, <laughs> his badass sword, or is he, you know, is he? What's he going to do? And he decides to do it in the, the, you know, the most obvious way possible, where he distracts him with language. Now, the language he, dis- he distracts him with <laughs> is from the Unberogen tribe, which is basically mm. the tribe that Sigmar was born into. Yeah. So, the language distracts Morkar, or the spirit of Morkar. He he then banishes Morkar, and then he gets his armor. So now yeah. he's got blessing, blessing of chaos, and he's got very badass armor. So number three in his shopping list, he's got the Eye of Shirian. Now Shirian is a Zinc sorcerer back in the day and in essence this particular treasure allows you to see in the future uh the key bit of it is it's supposed to be teamed up with the one of the last treasures which is the uh the crown of domination so basically mm. if you combine it with the crown of domination you can basically see the future but also to the point where you can see the short-term future i.e someone yeah. swinging a sword at you and you can dodge out <laughs> the way at the last minute <laughs> just to uh, just to make him even more powerful mm. so to get the eye of shirian he it this particular treasure is guarded by a chaos dragon known as flame fang no. uh basically basically flame fang was a really cool name but he's also like a smo out of the hobbit he as in mm. the the eye of shirian he's his favorite treasure just you know so make your comparisons as you will mm. um so he deals with the dragon in a particular way he decides to hit him in the head with an axe. I mean, <laughs> so that's one he, way to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you do with dragons? Hit him in the head. So he hits him <laughs> in the head with that axe. Uh, they get into a big fight. Flame Fang even swallows Archaon. But obviously Archaon <laughs> is wearing his badass mm. armor, yep, which yep. allows him to resist the, you know, the stomach acid of this particular dragon to the point mm. where he literally fights his way out of the dragon's stomach. And it mm. gets to the point where the dragon has had so much wounds, so many, so much blood loss that the dragon dies. He takes the eye out of the belly and he gets out of there. So he's mm. halfway there. So treasure number four, uh, you know, so he's got his armor. He's, he's been marked. He can see in the future, but his legs are getting tired. Why is he gets legs getting tired? Because he needs a new horse. So he decides <laughs> to get the, go for the number four, which is the steed of the apocalypse, mm. which is Dorgar. Now, Dorgar is, a particular horse that is in the well the service of a demon prince called 
uh, Argamon. And now Argamon mm-hmm. is in the realm of chaos, and he thinks, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bit a bit cunning with this. I'm gonna sneak into the palace and and take the horse. So basically, mm-hmm. sneaks in to the point he hides under a beast, and this beast is part ma- get this part man, part mammoth, part insect. Um, I don't even know what that means, but that is basically wow. what what Archeon was hiding under to get mm. to you know to sneak in and get and to get the the steed of the apocalypse. He finds it and he breaks the will, you know, like you do when you break in a horse. He breaks the will of the of the the steed, um, which bursts into flames as they do, you know. Yeah. But then it's the steed of the apocalypse, so you would imagine it do that, and he rides the horse out. Happy days. Yeah. So he's two thirds of the way there. So he's got his armor, he's got his horse, etc. So he needs a badass weapon to go with this. And this mm, is where he goes definitely. for the Slayer of Kings. Nice. You need your Slayer of Kings. Oh. Now, this particular weapon was created by the second ever chosen, which is a, a person called Vangel. Now, in this particular sword, you've got the spirit of a greater demon, Ulzul, uh, in the blade. You know, just to make mm. it even more powerful. Yeah, yeah. As you do. So to get this particular sword, he needs to go to the Chimera Plateau. Uh, he goes to the Chimera Plateau. He starts kicking the ass of these particular Chimera. Uh, local war, war bands are so impressed with him that they decide to join him. So between Archaon and these particular war bands, they kick all the Chimera ass that's up there. Mm. So at this point now, you've got Archaon and you've got his three champions. They get to the top of this particular plateau. At this point, he he looks down at the, the world and promises he's going to rule it, which is sort of true yeah. Uh, yeah, with, true. What, with what way history goes. So he thinks he's on a mountain, uh, this particular plateau, but it's not as simple as that. This mountain is not a mountain. This mountain is actually the father of all the dragon ogres, which is a character known as Krakenok. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. Kraken Rock the Black. Okay, yep, so he's got yep. so this 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 dragon ogre is literally the size of a mountain. Yeah, but <laughs> even cool. Archaon realizes at this stage he's not powerful enough to beat something of this size. Mm. So again, he try, he's, he plays it sneaky. So he tries not to wake the dragon because unfortunately the sword is clutched in the chest of this said dragon. Mm. So he's like, mm, how am I going to do this? So one of these three champions that's with him, a particular one called Prince. Uh, Ograx the Great decides to, you know, jack it up one of the uh, the dragon's <laughs> talons. Like, yeah, like, I've got it, I've got it. Just grab the sword. So Archaean grabs the sword. Uh, unfortunately, the sword, who's obviously used to killing, uh, starts to freak out, literally starts to freak out. The sword starts making a noise. And obviously Archaean's like, no, shush, you'll wake the dragon. So he does what any good chaos ever chosen would do he yep. decides to put the sword through the chest of his lieutenant who's <laughs> yeah, just props up the talent you know suppress exactly you know <laughs> taking one literally taking one for the team so it's suppress <laughs> so this this calms the sword down and he gets out of there so he's now got his badass sword so he's got nice. five of his six treasures mm-hmm. um the thing is now the last one is getting very hard to find to the point where years go by where he mm. can't find it. And I said, I've mentioned it uh, previously. It's the crown of domination. Basically the crown of domination is a particular artifact that basically in essence, terrifies your enemies and strength strengthens your allies. Basically mm. it's like a buff. Yeah. Um, but like I said, he has no idea where he, where it is. So he luckily gets told by a particular demon by the name of Bellacor, uh, where it is. He's like, okay, I know where it is. Um, Bellacor, obviously, being a demon, has an ulterior motive, i.e. Yeah. he wants Archaon to go get it and then nick it for himself. 
So this particular <laughs> particular mm-hmm. crown is found in the very first shrine of chaos that ever existed, which is in the World Edge Mountains. So Archaon, with his horse, with his steed, makes his way to this particular shrine or on the way. So he comes to a particular sort of building and he's challenged by the four chaos gods. You know, he's thinking, look, you know, if you want this sixth and final tragedy, you've got to prove yourself. So he, so Zinch basically makes him have to deal with a labyrinth of mirrors, which he basically mm. ends up blindfolding himself and just trusting his instincts and makes his yeah. way through the labyrinth. Uh, Sinesh throws lots of temptation his way, as you would imagine. He just ignores mm. it. Nurgle yep. throws loads of disease at him. He brushes it off. So yeah. he's he's almost there. He's only got corn to deal with. Now, corn, basically the area, or particular area that corn's is that, that's already there is full of hellfire, as you imagine, which ends up burning the skin and the hair off Archaon. Mm. And he ends up fighting the Bloodthirster, which I think is one of the <laughs> funniest things. He ends up killing the Bloodthirster by strangling it with its own whip. That is how badass Archaon is. (laughs) That is awesome. So, kills the Bloodthirster. He then, you know, at this point, he's pretty wounded, you know, despite all the Mm. things he's he's got on him. He finds the crown on on the corpse, puts the crown on, it starts healing his wounds. So now he is becoming the ever-chosen. He has got all six. He's like, look, look, Chaos Gods, I've got them all. Mm. So, obviously, now he's the ever-chosen and going to be the future champion of or main champion of chaos he needs a coronation so this is where yeah. bellacor comes in that that same demon mm-hmm. now bellacor at this point were his plan was obviously to you know sort of sabotage archaon yeah. um but the chaos gods are so impressed with archaon is they they literally make it down that it doesn't happen so mm-hmm. the chaos gods intervene and make bellacor literally bow to Archaon, you know, put the crown wow. upon his head. Yeah. And then it actually transpires at this point with Bellacor that throughout Archaon slash Deirdre's life, he's actually been keeping him alive. There's actually oh. times where he either has died or would mm. have died. Mm. Now, like, for example, when the, so for example, when De- when he was Deirdre, when he found mm. out he was gonna, potentially the Everchosen, he would have killed himself. Yeah. You know, he would have committed suicide, but Bellacor literally stopped that happening. Yeah, and okay. there's times when he was out, you know, hunting as a as a as a youngster, he would have killed him, you know. But so Bellacor has literally been changing, you know, mm. changing time, changing fate as it's going on. Um, and that's it. Now Archaon is fully armed; he's got his shopping list. <coughs> and I think now, Cameron, it's time to uh, to end things. Yeah, it's time the to end, end times, the world. <laughs> um, yeah. So hey, cool thing about an artifact named the Crown of Domination makes dominating people very easy um i had heard yeah and so very quickly he whips up a pretty dang good army so this is the old world so basically the entire northern arctic continent is just full of uh barbarian tribes dedicated to chaos gods so you know he brings the acelings and the bearsonlings the scalings the sals the vargs the graylings the bjornlings and a thousand other hard-hearted norse tribes (laughs) <laughs> under his banner in a matter of weeks and it becomes a time of heroes basically you know wolfric the wanderer valnir the reaper sigvold the magnificent all these Absolutely. amazing chaos lords show up as part of his banner um and at the end of autumn they charge down from the down from the north into kislev which is sort of old world russia uh yeah <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah uh on the on the on the 1000th anniversary of the country's founding <laughs> um <laughs> Kislev stood for a thousand years and um Kislev's main defense against cuz Kislev was like 
It's hard to it's hard to explain. Like in the old world, there is basically a mountain barrier between the empire and surrounding countries and the north. Yeah, uh, and the the easiest path to tra- uh, path to traverse goes through Kislev, um, past a city called Prague. Uh, and so Prague has been like through all of these chaos invasions from the north. This sort of this bastion, this stalwart defense against um chaos hordes. Uh, it happens a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and the city of Prague fell in one night. Um, oh wait, no, no, it didn't. That was Kislev fell in one night. Good lord. <laughs> Good lord. Um, no, all these so, different places. <laughs> yeah, it's all these different places. Uh, Prague fell very quickly. Um, a sort of a coastal city from Kislev called Erengrad was destroyed by reavers and wolf ships. Uh, who just unleashed berserkers out of the holds of their ships. They basically just rolled up, landed, opened up the bottom of the ships, and then sailed back <laughs> off, uh, which is pretty great. Uh, the, the city of Kislev was taken in a single night, uh, and there were, th- there were forests of impaled defenders, apparently, which is... Ugh. I mean, nice. it's, a cha- it's a chaos invasion. What did you expect? Of course. Yeah. No, no yeah. nothing else. Exactly. Um, Tsarina Katerin, who was the leader of Kislev, sort of rallied the survivors and sort of staged, staged sort of a resistance fight for a while, uh, as mm-hmm. the Norska basically just destroyed all of Kislev and took everything for themselves. Uh, and they were killed in a final stand eventually. Uh, meanwhile, in the Empire, <laughs> uh, Supreme Patriarch Balthazar Geld, who's the head of the church, went, you know what? We can't deal with that right now and use magic and faith to ra- to literally raise a wall between the Empire and Kislev. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, we're not having any of that. We've built a wall. <laughs> yeah. The Chaos Horrors will be kept out. Um, it was a pretty good wall. It was called the Oryx Bastion. Uh, it mm-hmm. spanned the entire border. You couldn't be breached with magic or siege engines. Uh, unfortunately, if you, if you grew up in the Northlands, you get very good at climbing. Because there's a lot of mountains and such, um, and so it, it couldn't stop everything getting over. You know, bands of marauders would crawl over, and eventually chinks in the defense would open up until the wall finally fell to the chaos horde. Um, in particular, one of the uh, chieftains that managed to make it over was a champion of Nurgle, and pushed all the way through the Western Empire until Volton, who was sort of like I'm, I don't want to say the second coming of Sigma because he wasn't actually, but like the champion of Sigma, everyone's like, this guy looks just like Sigma. He's cool. Give him the hammer. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and you know, Volton was needed to stop this one particular Chaos Lord who broke through. Uh, and you know, once the main forces broke through, Archeon marched on Middenheim, which is the city mm-hmm. that is sort of the home of Ulrich, which is the wolf god. Yep. Uh, which was one of the gods that was around back when Sigma was a man, not a god. So he's been around for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, this again, this massive army made of demons, uh, the Skaven join, because the Skaven <laughs> sort of look at this and go, well, we definitely can't beat them, but if we join with them, we'll beat all the other humans, and that sounds pretty good too. Damn um, right. <laughs> yeah, even the Council of Thirteen's like, you know what, no, we'll, we'll work with this. Um, and the Beastmen show up, of course, as well. Uh, and all the Midden, and over in Middenheim, everyone's getting ready. Volton's ridden into Middenheim along with, um, Elector Counts, who are sort of like the leaders of the Empire's different states. Um, actually, one of them did manage to get himself killed before the Chaos Army even showed up, uh, which is a bit rough. <laughs> he went to hunt a particular beastman lord and just got murdered in the woods, so. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Volton's like, no, we can do this. We've got Sigma on our side. We've got Ulrich on our side. We can take out Archeon. Um, 
It was, it was, it's it not so good. Um, so they, Arkeon's army sieges Middenheim, uh, which is, of course, this massive city. Um, and basically the city will hold as long as Ulrich's fire is still lit, because at the top, this city is built around a mountaintop with yep. a continuous pure white flame that burns on the top, which is like the last physical sign of the god Ulrich. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> Teclas, hey, everyone remembers Teclas. Oh, Teclas. Yeah, hey, Teclas, like, I gotta defeat Chaos and bring my brother back. Um, so he can become the, the sort of the source for light magic, because also at this time, the winds of magic are going wild and different people are becoming incarnations of the different flavors of magic, basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yep. you've got, you've got the incarnate of beasts and of fire and all that, et cetera, et cetera. And Teclas is like, if I bring Tyrion back, he'll be an incarnate of light and we can beat this. Uh, but he needed the, he needed basically the remaining energy of Ulrich to try and bring Tyrion back. And so halfway through the battle, the fire just goes out as Teclas steals <laughs> all the magic out of it. Oh yeah, yeah. As Teclas steals all the magic out of it and basically kills Ulrich, the god. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's still some sparks around, but you know, the dark gods are like, buddy, that was not Thanks. a smart move. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, you've made our life a lot easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like all, all the defenders fall. They all flee except for Volton. Who just basically jumps into the horde and starts killing as many people as he can because you know he's the last one left. Uh, and Archeon goes out and fights him because he's a chaos champion. He has to fight other worthy foes. Of course you know? he does. Yeah, and so Uzul, the Slayer of Kings, and Galmaraz clashed again and again. Um, this problem is uh, Archeon's been at this for a while. He's got hundreds of years of experience. He's clad in invincible armor. He's got Damn an right. amazing crown that lets him see into the future with the Aishirian and, you know, imposes will on things. Um, one of the, a guy named Gregor Martak, who apparently carried the last spark of Ulrich, tried to intervene. Um, but in the end, it wasn't even Archeon who kill, killed Fulton. Um, the Vermin Lord, Screech Vermin King, in the middle of the fight, just showed up and decapitated him from behind, as yeah. this game <laughs> I want to do. Um... <laughs> And Archeon was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, essentially, like I was in the I was in the middle of a challenge. You know, <laughs> um, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? He was so angry because he was denied this sort of this prophetic battle. This was like, you know, at, at, at the time, this was as close as he could get to fighting Sigma. You know, he's like, this is yeah. this is Sigma's chosen on Earth. This is the closest I'll ever get to fight the god that abandoned me. <laughs> <laughs> and then this this skaven demon just pops out and always like oh he's distracted Chunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, um, skaven like yeah yeah and you know Arkans Arkans a bit bit mad so he he gets angry he kills the kills the man holding the last sparks of um Ulrich's power and basically completely breaks the enemy army and causes them to flee yep um and you know he stops. And he waits, and he sits. <laughs> Basically, he's, he's, he's taken Midderheim, and he's happy for that. Now, he sort of made the Temple of Ulrich his base. Uh, yeah. He's taken Galmaraz, the hammer, as a trophy. Yeah. And he's um, he's had all the priests of Ulrich's bones forged into a throne for him to sit on, <laughs> which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ulrich's been shown to be a lie. Sigmar's been shown to be a lie. Ulrich disappeared and abandoned his people sigmar's chosen champion was slain treacherously in the middle of combat clearly <laughs> clearly sigmar is a lie and archaeon's the best 
just prove it. Just kill Carl Franz, who's currently infused with the power of the magic of heavens, and that'll be it. Yep. It'll all be done. Endgame. Um, yeah, endgame, basically. That's his, that's his final a- aim. Uh, and so he sends village Kursling, uh, and Zinchian tribes to assault the city of Averheim. Uh, but at the last moment, Sigma Heldenhammer slash Carl Franz is a bit iffy on who's who at this point. They're almost one of the <laughs> yeah. same. Uh, yeah, he's up. mortally wounded, isn't he, at this point? Yeah, yeah. Um, show up along with dwarves from Karakadrin, which was the Slayer Fortress, um, led by the Slayer King, sort of drive back the Zinchians and save the city. Um, and Archeon's like, you know what? I'm, I'm done playing games. I've had enough of this. Uh, he just draws his sword. Uh, one of the greater demons, uh, Kairos Fateweaver, is there sort of as one of his advisors. He draws his sword, chops off both that guy's heads, because uh, that's the two-headed <laughs> Lord of Change, and uses him as a sacrifice for corn, which I'm sure corn <laughs> loves, um, and summons Karbandar, which is the third mightiest bloodthirster in existence. Um, if you listened to Devastation of Baal, that's the bloodthirster that... Um, Sanguinius killed is the one that the Blood Angels hate. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, and because because this is a really good sacrifice, Carbanda's like, yeah, I'll work for you, buddy. That sounds great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they make an army out of their out of some of the tribes called the Berserker Onslaught, which is led by Carbanda, Valky the Buddy, Bloody, and Skilla Anfingrim, which is um the big corn chaos spawn that sort of still has a mind, kind of. Um. Yeah, and they sort of just start devastating the entire empire, basically. <laughs> um, they start at Averheim, obviously, and burn it to the ground pretty easily. As you do. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just a flood of cornate savages at this point, really. <laughs> there's juggernauts, there's all these legendary Norska knights, um, who've, you know, dueled with Bretonians and whatever. You know, if the riders are slain, the juggernauts just keep going. Um, the King of the Slayers actually temporarily becomes the Incarnate of Fire <clears throat> before he's killed uh, yep. by Scylla and Fingrim, which, you, you know that bit in um, the first Avengers movie where Hulk just grabs Loki? Yeah, and, sm- and, throw- and smashes him on the ground. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. Scylla does with um, the King of the Slayers. <laughs> 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 just, just uses him to beat all the other Slayers to death and throws him off into the distance. <laughs> which is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he disappears after that, um, Skiller, that is not the, not the Slayer King who's definitely dead. Uh, so it's uncertain whether or not he was killed or if he just decided to go lick his wounds or something. Uh, Valkyrie's leading charges over the battlements and everything like that. All kinds of, all kinds of great stuff. She duels with, um, Ludwig Schwarzheim, who's like the right hand of the Empire. Uh, yeah. and they end up killing each other, uh, she ki- she pierces him through the heart with a spear at the same time as he hits her in the stomach with his standard and sort of impales her on it. Um, <laughs> as you did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that old classic. <laughs> yeah, each other old, at the same that, old, time. that old classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Archeon finally meets Carl Franz, uh, who at this point is, dun, dun, dun. is even closer to Sigma than Volton was. Um, and, you know, Archeon's a smart guy. He's like, you know, I'll test the waters. And he sends all his bodyguards in first. Uh, and they just get murdered <laughs> immediately, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and and they do that. They do that big fight. Um, <laughs> you know, the Reichsguard of the Empire are sort of surrounding this fight. So 
Archeon's remaining bodyguards are holding them at bay, so there's a, there's a space for them to fight. They, they fight this massive jewel, Dorgar, uh, at this point in the form of the massive three-headed monstrosity that we know and love him as, is fighting mm-hmm. with Deathclaw, which is Carl Francis Griffin. Um, you know, uh, Carl Francis calling out to the magic of the heavens to lash, to lash Archeon with lightning. Archeon, who is a wizard, because remember, he, he's equally marked by Zinch. He's a master. Yeah, that's right. Is yeah. sort of burning, burning Carl with hell flame, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, they just, they just keep fight, they just keep fighting, they just keep fighting, um, until, uh, Carl Franz gets in a blow with Galmraz to shove Archeon's shield to one side, hits him in the chest with the hammer. He's wearing the invincible armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Archeon <laughs> stabs out with the Slayer of Kings. He's like, this is my chance. And the Griffin, the Griffin takes one for the team. And, he um, does. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and faithfully, <laughs> faithfully takes a blow for his master. Um, but you know, Carl Franz is grounded, and uh, Archeon advances slowly and menacingly, as you should <laughs> at this point. Uh, you know, it, he's mocking him as a thief, saying that the power he's been given was stolen from Zinch, and actually uses magic to rip the rip the magic of heavens out of Carl Franz and make him no longer the incarnate is I think was the idea. Which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. And throws that back out uh to Zinch effectively. And, you know, it's like, you're not even worth killing at this point, and leaves him <laughs> mortally wounded <laughs> on the floor. Um Balthazar Geld, who's the head of the church, but also a powerful wizard, sort of transports the last survivors to Athel Lauren, which is the Wood Elves capital. Um and Archeon's like yeah, you know what? This is pretty good. I'm doing quite well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pat myself on the back. I'm doing all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, uh, there's there's a there's a, there's a reason Archeon's so sure that he's going to win. It's not just because he's proven in military might that he's capable of beating the Empire at its best. Um, beneath the Falschlag, which is the the Tower of Middenheim, they unleashed a device. An ancient device which opens a gate uh, to the realm of chaos. So, again, for for listeners who weren't around for Warhammer Fantasy, the big thing about the old world is that it had a north and south pole, much like our world, but at each of those poles was a gateway to the realm of chaos. Mm-hmm. And those two gateways kept each other in balance. One would put out energy and the other would suck it in at the same rate. That's why magic flowed like wind, and it's why those two gates together were in balance so they didn't expand to devour the entire planet. Yeah. Uh, so Archeon opens a third gate, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> totally throws things out of balance. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not going well. It's not going well. I've got to say, there's, no. there's, there's this massive hole in reality opening up, which is slowly destroying the world. You know, uh, Carl Franz, sort of the leader and grand hope of the Empire, is being beaten down and sort of stripped of all his power. Uh, I've lost my page in the wiki. Let me just quickly scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaos. It's just, it's, it's all going it's on. It's absolute just... chaos. It's all going all over the place. Um, however, one person's not super happy with what's going on. It's Carbandar is like, okay, yeah, I understand we've effectively won, but we could still go and kill all of them. <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> like wait. thinking, yeah. Like, this is disrespectful to Korn. And so, you know, 
Harkin was like, okay, fine, go get Carl Franz, kill him, give his skull to Korn, but bring all his stuff yeah. back, bring bring his body back, and we can add it onto the throne. We can, like, add some more bones around here or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, leads a host of demons. Um, But they didn't really have to look very hard because all of the incarnates had rallied together, aided by an unexpected ally, Nagash. Because, hey. <laughs> look, as, as evil and villainous as Nagash is, he understands that he exists in the world, and if the world is gone, he may no longer exist. True. Um, Good theory. Yeah. Yeah. And so Nagash shows up with his Mortarchs and raise, raises the dead of 11 destroyed provinces of the Empire, as an, as basically all the foot troops. Um. And you get, you get your big end of the world showdown. This, this is the Infinity War part one slash part two. I guess it's Infinity War part one. Spoilers. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, the power of Sigma descends on the battlefield once again and Carl Franz gets to fight as Sigma once again, or maybe it's the Avatar of Sigma again. This is not 100% clear. I didn't get to read the books because I wasn't around for that. Uh, (laughs) I wasn't in the hobby at that moment. I just dropped out. Um, <laughs> you know, there's this, there's this duel between Galraz and the Slayer of Kings again, this mountain-shattering duel. And Sigmar is so angry and so upset. You know, Dietrich Kastner was an amazing man of the Empire. He could have mm. cleansed, cleansed the Tate of Chaos, brought a new age forwards, and Archeon is like, no, you're a liar and a coward, and I hate you, Dad. I'm um, burning this all down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, eventually disarms him uh, and sort of takes the long wind-up for the blow to kill a god because you gotta give a, you got to give the moment its moment, you know? Oh, yeah. Put yeah. your shoulder into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's, that's a mistake. You never wind up. You never leave a clear opening. Um, and <laughs> Sigma basically lightning blasts... Uh, the sword and destroys it and then just throws Archeon through the chaos gate he'd opened. Um, and you know, the villain's dead. We threw him off the cliff. We don't see the body, but he's definitely dead. Well done, everyone. Turn around. Hooray. And then the camera zooms back down through the warp gate. You see Archeon climbing (laughs) fist over fist (laughs) up the side of like the chaos realm or whatever. (laughs) And just falls upon Sigma and basically starts beating him to death with his fists. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> let's as go this old is, school. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's go old school. And as this is happening, as these two are locked in sort of mortal, unarmed combat, yeah, as they're locked in mortal, unarmed combat, it's it's too late. They've not made it in time, and the gate is expanding further and further and further, and it swallows all of existence. And the last thing is these two demigod figures, Archeon and Sigma, battling each other, you know, fist and tooth into the and un, into the unending void. Uh, yeah. And that was the end of the that was the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and to end it all, that was the end of the world. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the end of the world. Um, but as it wasn't, we know it, it wasn't the end forever, as we know from our um, big Age of Sigma 2.0 episode. The world yep. goes on. Um, it does. You know, Sigma wakes up in the realms, he finds the other gods, things are quite nice. Chaos doesn't seem to be around for that long. Uh, and then, you know, you start getting your crop circles uh, in the shape of the <laughs> ever-chosen symbol, which is a bit disturbing. Um, <clears throat> you know, all the statues in Azaheim start weeping blood and all the seers start dying in their sleep. 
Um, and Sigma doesn't say anything about it, just sits on his chair and goes, oh, God, not again. <laughs> That's a bit odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, a, a city disappears overnight and all the inhabitants are weaved into a banner of human skin that flies above the gate with the icon of the Everchosen on it. <laughs> you know, the, the, your, no, your normal portents. Uh, yeah. People hear whispers if they go out at night. They hear things of like, course. the Everchosen comes. <laughs> um... <laughs> And then all the realm gates shudder as they all open at once and chaos floods through. Archeon's back, baby. You thought I was I'm gone. back. <laughs> I was just stuck in the realm of chaos until I worked out how to get a realm gate open, basically. <laughs> I couldn't find the key. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and Archeon's goal here, because Archeon's smart. He thinks ahead. He always has a goal. Invade as fast as you can. Smash mm-hmm. and grab. Take the most important strategic position in existence. The all points or the eight points, depending on who you ask. It is a spot where gates to each of the eight realms are clustered around each other. Basically, if you control this point, you can send troops anywhere in existence quite easily. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty handy spot. Uh, yeah, Sigma's armies, it. Sigma's armies hold out all right, especially because at this time you have sort of the council of all the gods, where it's Sigma and Gorkamorka and Nagash and Alariel all sort of joined together in forces. Uh, mysteriously enough, Nagash's gate is taken very early in the siege. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Nagash didn't betray you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, you know, Archeon has spies and agents working to break magical means of communication between the various gods. Uh, we get the Battle of Burning Skies, which is a big moment where Archeon uses an illusion of himself to make Sigma throw his hammer into the realm of chaos. Oh, I love that bit. <laughs> that was such a that was such a good moment. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> oh, why Sigma. Did, why didn't Sigma do anything for like three hundred years? Oh, he's an idiot. He chucked his hammer <laughs> through a portal. <laughs> yeah, sucker punch. Because because he cause, fell you know, for uh, it. Yeah, sucker punch. He fell for it. Because Sigma illusions exist. You're dealing with a guy who a quarter of his whole stick stick is change and deception. Yeah, you know that that's that's fifth that's twenty five percent of what he does. <laughs> you should know if you can't if you can't feel him physically with your hand as you put the blow in, you don't put the blow in. <laughs> yeah, yet he did. Something's amiss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know this is this is the age of chaos, which we spoke about again. You know, Sigma closes the gates to his ear because refugees are pouring in and they're filled with chaos cults. And, you know, he can't deal with this right now. He doesn't have the power anymore. He's lost his hammer. He doesn't have the right caliber of warrior. He closes the gate to Azaheim. The realm of heavens is shut off and everyone for themselves is basically what the message is there. Yep. 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 Um, oh, there, there's a great, <laughs> there's a great thing where, um, when Archeon sieges a city called Starhome, uh, the priests there pre- uh, cast a prayer of banishment. Targeted a targeted Archeon to try and cast him back into the realm of chaos for a time, uh, but they accidentally hit his sword rather than him and pulled the demon out of it, and the demon <laughs> just starts rampaging across the entire city until Archeon recaptures it and puts it back in the sword. Basically, <laughs> get back where you belong. <laughs> yeah, get back in there. It's just like the idea of. Oh no! This is our trump card. We will we'll just banish Archeon. It will be fine. We've got a hundred priests working on this. Like it's we, that simple. <laughs> like it's that simple. No, no. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. 
Um, you know, and the, this was part of something called the Red Century, where basically chaos runs rampant. You know, um, there's, and there's someone called Athesia, who's an immortal champion of the Silver Citadel, Citadel. Archeon defeats her in single combat, and she's immortal, she can't die. So he feeds her to Dorgar, and, you know, centuries later, just occasionally listens to how she's doing in there. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently it's not great. Um, <laughs> funny that. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. hot in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, a dwarf city sealed its gates, and instead of sieging them, um, Arche- Archeon just ruptured the lava dams, because, you know, it's actually, they use lava like water, just ruptured <laughs> the lava dams and drowned the city in molten rock. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. never does anything by half, is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> everything's, no. Everything's so it extreme, fully. it's great. Mm, mm. Got, you know, you got to do it right, if you're going to do it properly. <laughs> True. Um, the, there's a great one, the Cage of Bones, where that he goes to war with Nagash for a while and defeats Nagash temporarily. You know, kills one physical form. Nagash has to go reform back at Nagash's R. And in the meantime, all these sort of heat, uh, unordered undead are just kind of wandering around. All these skeletons, and so Archeon takes them, builds a fortress out of iron that's like a cage. Like all the walls are empty, like iron bars, and stuffs the skeletons into all of them to make a living undead fortress basically <laughs> nice <laughs> um which while a cool move apparently did not work for very long because nagash came back and is like actually i'll just bring all these under my controls and then the walls closed in and killed all killed all of the defenders on their own <laughs> um so you know mm, mm. <laughs> it's a cool idea not a smart idea <laughs> no um you know but after a few hundred years of basically doing whatever he wants, rampaging across the model realms, uh, the Storm of Sigma happens and the Stormcast Eternals are unleashed. Um, and Archon's like, well, we got to defend the all points, you know? Uh, here, here, here are the Stormcast Eternals. He faces the Hammers of Sigma on Mount Cronus and, like, casts down Vander's Hammerhand again. This is where we learn that Stormcast get to come back. Um... You know, Archeon is like, Sigmar's relying on Realm Gates to get these people around because he can teleport Stormcast in, but if they survive, they have to basically walk back. Uh, and so every for every gate he controls, he has another gate that he's booby-trapped, essentially, with murder <laughs> spells and things. You know, you're like you go through a gate, and instead of dumping you where you want, it dumps you into a pit of acid and things like nice. that. All the, old, all the good old stuff. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and basically... He's still going strong, you know? He's crusading across reality, uh, in and out of the realm of chaos, in and out of the various realms. Uh, it, it's a good time to be Archeon, to be honest. Like, yeah, I was sure, thinking that, yeah. <laughs> Sigma's, Sigma's still around, the Stormcast Eternals exist, but they're not really a threat to him. He's, no. He's more or less a mortal at this point. I mean, even if he dies, he'll probably be reformed in the chaos realm and come back. You know, <laughs> reality yeah. is his oyster. As it were, well, exactly. It's like a playground for him now, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, he's having a. He, he look. He deserves this. He worked hard. Yeah, I say he, he's he's gone been through a lot. <laughs> that lad. You know, what I mean, he's he worked hard he's destroying to reality. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he deserves a break. <laughs> <laughs> That's his reward for taking out the whole world that mm. was. Oh he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. He's a he's a he's an interesting character because I think because I mean some of it is very. Well, I don't say mm. silly, but some of his lore is very like, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's a little trophy. Are, 
<laughs> yes, very tropey at times, but he, like I said, he is just a badass, and it always mm-hmm. has been. And like, and they've just taken that further into uh, obviously the mortal realms. He, yeah, I've, like I said, I, like I said you earlier, I've always liked him. I mm-hmm. think the fact that he's got, I think the fact he just does what he wants. Yeah, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> he just doesn't care. Like oh, I will yeah, just get that absolutely. done. There's no sort of qualms with anything. Like when I was talking about his history, when he, like I said, he puts a sword in one of his in one of his lieutenants like i don't care mm. if this gets me the if this gets me the job done i will get it done yeah. it's like no yeah. mucking around with anything it's <laughs> it's I'll, he'll, it's like he'll fight anything he'll beat anything i've got mm. indestructible, indestructible armor i'm riding a now big ass dragon um yep. you know i've got a sword with a greater demon in it i can tell <laughs> the future i can yeah. you know what i mean it's just yeah it's yeah just, He's it's the ultimate crazy. badass. He's not he invincible, really... which is important. No, but no, he's 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 basically a physical god. Yeah, you no, know, like Corn's all well and good, but he can't step through the mortal realms and siege a city on his own. Archeon, yeah, man. yeah, <laughs> it's sadly, and I, I and also just slightly off topic with when it comes to like mm. the rules, I like the fact that in AOS, he's you know his war scroll has all of the the yeah. treasures of chaos on there. Yeah. I, love, I love the fact his Slayer of Kings with oh the ro- with the right dice rolls can literally instantly instantly slay. Oh yeah, <laughs> enemies. It's, it's just it is so <laughs> awesome. Mm. But uh, yeah, he's he is he's a he's a cool guy, and it's and also it's nice touching upon the old world as well. You know how oh, things, yeah. uh, you know how things morph because you know sometimes mm. when like even reading Soul Wars at the moment. um there's so many times where the, the old, you know a few times where the world that was gets mentioned and yeah, it gets mentioned in yeah. a very not I wouldn't say derogatory way but where it's like mm. very oh yeah it was a, it was around once upon a time and it's like oh, there's man. so much history to it it's no. you know it's nice to there, I'm sorry to interrupt but there's a thing like right at the end where I realized something right at the end I was like oh my god that's such a good connection to the old world. <laughs> oh, nice. I'll look, I'll look forward to that then. Because I, I, I love yeah. connections between the two. Cause, yeah, let, you let know, me I know if you figure it out. <laughs> okay, I will do. <laughs> nice. So, um, so yeah, that's been mm. on the Ever Chosen. And we're given a, hopefully, a nice overview of him and all the uh, escapades and destruction he's been causing. <laughs> uh, it's, like I said, I think, like I said to you earlier, Cameron, before the show, I definitely feel at some point we should do the end times as a oh like yeah a, like a detailed Definitely. version of it because i think it's it's such a important event that it's, it'll be good to cover mm. so um yeah so that's our chaos that's been our main law topic and we're going to take our last little break and then when we come back we're going to be controversial and ask <laughs> about whether primarish marines are good for the 40k law back in a yeah. sec And welcome back to the final segment of the show. It's the and like final I said earlier, segment. let's be controversial. <laughs> let's talk about Primaris. <laughs> so yes, as I said earlier, we're going to, for this discussion topic, we're asking the question, Primaris Marines, are they good for the 40k law? So yes, we're going to give our reasons yes to that question we're going to give our reasons no and then discuss and also at the end we have got quite a few <laughs> listener feedback on this particular question as well yeah, I, White, yeah. so it's a dividing subject <laughs> so as always we'll start with the yes reasons mm-hmm. so cameron i'm going to start with your first one so yes to yes they are good for the law the good for the law because i know i know listen i know a big theme in 40k is the stagnation of technology 
but something new does eventually have to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. I think I think it would be like like put it this way. I think it would be even weirder and even less interesting if Gilliman woke up after ten thousand years, called up Call, and said. Hey, do you have those additional one million regular normal marines on ice that I asked for <laughs> ten thousand years ago? <laughs> like, like the idea that it's it's something new. It's it look it's a it's a new era. It's a brand new galaxy. Basically, there's all this different stuff going on. Mm-hmm. There, there needs to be change everywhere for everything, and that includes the Imperium. Heresy though that is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, I, 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 that again, that was my first one. I, I, well, my first one has been, it's been stale for a while, which, yeah. you know, t- to me, yeah. you can, ha- like you said, you, the Marines being the prominent faction of 40k and always mm-hmm. will be, let's, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. They need, they need to evolve in some sort of way. It's been, you know, it's been a long time that normal Marines, are, which is quite sad that we call them normal Marines now, but that's, <laughs> that's the way we got to describe them. It's better than mini Marines. Yeah. They, <laughs> Mini Marines, yes. non-primaris Marines. It, you know, it's, it's something like so something has to give. They, it, I think, from a law perspective, it would be a bit weird if mm. they didn't move on. What you, yeah. you know, you think of all these thousands of years. What nothing? They're just the same Marines, and they just nothing changes with them. Mm. Um, it, you know, yeah. It, it, I think it. Obviously, we know that. Sh- obviously from the tabletop point of view, uh, you know, there's obviously reason why they've done this. Cause obviously, you know, it pushes forward new armies and new boxes yeah. and stuff. But like I said, from when it comes to the law, it, it's, I think it's been necessary because like anything it get, if it, things always stay the same, it does get stale regardless as fun as a universe is, you know, yeah. it, it, it's just like, yeah, okay. What well, it just, that happens for, you know, like I said, thousands of years, like, you, you know, look back to the heresy. They've not really changed much since the heresy. They have changed a bit, but it's not, well, not on a, not, lost you know. Stuff. We don't know. Well, they've lost, yeah, anymore. so they've got, yeah, <laughs> yeah, as I say, they've lost, they've got worse. So it's, you know, it, it'd just be a bit odd that if you, you mm. like I said, you didn't move it forward. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what's your next reason for yes? Another reason they're good for the law. Uh, conflict, honestly, within mm-hmm. the Imperium. Like, okay, so, so, I know there's always conflict within the Imperium. It's a massive machine where all the gears want to go in different directions, all for the same reason. Like, this is the right thing to do for the Imperium. This is the right thing to do. The Emperor wants us to do this. And they're all fighting with each other. All They're all they're all wrong, to be honest. None of them are doing mm. it right. Um, mm-hmm. But within the faction of Space Marines, this is, this is a source of proper conflict. Like, And when you read Plague Ward, there'll be a little bit of this as well. Like... And, like, the, the the fact that Games Workshop is leaning into it with the fiction means, like, th- this is legitimately what they want to do with it. There is conflict within factions over whether Primaris Marines are right, you know, whether yes. they're the correct way to go about things. There are, old, you know, older versions of Marines feel threatened and feel nostalgic about their good old days uh, back before they were going to be eventually all replaced by Primaris Marines, which is what they fear. They don't know if it will come to be, but, you know... If these guys are just as easy to make and they're better in every way, why would we not just switch completely to making them? Mm. And there, there is that conflict between them. It's like, you know, Primaris Marines also have their own form of conflict. They feel lost and out of time, which they are. They've been in stasis for 10,000 years, many of them. And <laughs> yeah, they're like, <clears throat> I mean, slightly very mild spoilers. Uh, so Justinian, the Ultramarine Primaris from Dark Imperium Book 1, is in 
plague war, uh, and he feels lost and out of place because, you know, he, he thinks back, you know, I was the son of a merchant and I went out, went for a checkup at the progenium and I just disappeared 7,000 years ago. You know, they never <laughs> saw me again. And, you know, all this time as a Primaris Marine, they're like, you're an Ultramarine. You're one of the Ultramarines. Sorry, you're part of the Unnumbered Sons for the Indominus Crusade. Yeah. But at heart, you're one of Gilliman's sons. You're an, you're an Ultramarine. And then he gets sent to the Nova Marines and he feels lost. There's this conflict because mm-hmm. this doesn't feel right for him. This is not his chapter. Da, da, da. Yeah. Like, he, he, he's thinking in legions. You know, I'm an Ultramarine. I should be with the Ultramarines. This is the Ultramarines. Their customs are strange. Everything is weird and different. And again, like, Primaris Marines are very standardized, but that's great for conflict, because Marines, all the different chapters are so different. Like, there's the Codex Astartes, even, like, Codex-compliant chapters have their own traditions and cultures that are vastly different to, you know, what Primaris Marines are used to. And that is really good for, you know, interpersonal conflict, which is core to writing short it can't all be, it can't all be bolters and power fists, you know. There's got to be more. <laughs> no. I know. I know you've complained about the bolter porn sometimes. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you want you want a little more emotional meat to the fiction. Yeah, which definitely. is what what that can bring that sort of conflict between the old and the new. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I mean, off the similar to that, I suppose mm. my next one is I've said new dynamics again, mm. sort of similar to conflicts. It now gives them a base on what to base lots of different stories lots of different yeah, campaigns yeah. you know we've got we've got a situation now with them where you know there's and it, can, it may it may happen may never happen it's like it, mm. would we see a, a heresy part two yeah will they rebel yeah. and then you know i've seen theories <laughs> where we'll we'll call call them in you know so yeah. he, so he basically creates his own they become a third fa- you know rather than it chaos you know chaos mm. versus the imperium the, yeah. the primaris end up being their own independent faction mm. or you know, will like I said, will they turn to chaos? Will they? Will you know, in the long term, will it solve the things like the you know the the black rage and the red thirst yeah, and all the other yeah. things? You know, it oh. it's, it creates lots of, by doing mm. something quite simple because ultimately, primary marines are a simple thing. They're not dramatically different to normal marines. They're just a bit yeah. bigger and obviously have got their different units, but fundamentally, they're the same. So mm. A lot of it mm. is the same. But already by introducing them, you've got you know you as a as a writer of, of novels or just the general law, you, you, you can, you know, you've got such a building block to, mm-hmm. to push things forward. They could go in so many different directions. You know, they could go in the normal ones. They're just, they are what they are. They're just bigger versions of the normal yeah. Marines. But like yeah. I said, they could, you know, they can have offshoots. They could, like I said, turn to chaos. They mm. could, oh, they could do anything really. You know, they, they oh, cause, they're, cause they, you know, cause we, it's funny cause we feel like we know all about mm. them, but, there's, you know, what the, those ten thousand years they've been on stasis. Anything yeah. could have happened to oh, them yeah, that we exactly. don't know about. You don't know what Call has really been doing. We've mm. also got uh, the other thing, um, you know, him creating uh, loyalist um, chapters from traitor yeah. gene seed. You know Man, what that? I mean, I I, I want to you know. see something with that. I want to see. I want to see Heresy Two Electric Boogaloo. But <laughs> I want this. I want this to be the ultimate blow to Gilliman. I want all the all the loyalist legion primaris marines to be the ones who turn and all the traitor legion primaris marines to be the ones who stay on the imperium yeah i've heard i've heard a similar theory like mm. that and it's, it's it'd be great that's i mean that's and that's yeah, why i think it'd be just such an you know, upset that, <laughs> absolutely definitely mm. um any any more yes reasons i mean like new, new tech and new technology there's just more to write about you know we can talk yeah. about the bolt rifles like 
I mean, that gets into the bolter pawn a bit. Like, look at this weapon. It's so efficient and cool. But, you know, we've we've read about heavy bolters for 30-odd years at this point or whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. Like, you know, a, a couple of new things to talk about. It's not going to hurt you, probably. Maybe. I don't know. No. don't know how you read books, but maybe it will. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I mean, it, it also off the back of it and it just reminds me because of reading blood of Ajax recently mm. where you know they've primary marines have got a limited experience because obviously from a time point of view they've obviously only been around for a hundred odd years or so in active fighting so again it's good because it creates a different perspective you know because obviously when you think of a lot of the marines that have been around for hundreds of years that you know they they're a bit they can be a bit long in the tooth yeah, um, yeah, you know things like that. So at least now that you've got like a fresh-faced, mm, yeah, you know, marine that doesn't have, world. yeah, doesn't have baggage. If you know, <laughs> we're coming with them, which could, again can create lots of different dynamics and stories. So mm. yeah, I think like, I think you know I think we're on the same lines that that's that's a strong <laughs> that's the, probably oh, yeah. the biggest strong part oh, of yeah. all of them. Mm. Um, right, should we move on to the no reasons? Yeah, why not? Let's, let's do it. Let's be controversial. Right, mm. so. Your first no reason. No, they're not good for the law. I mean, they're not good for the law because, goddamn, I do not understand how Cole managed this. Yes, yes, he's a <laughs> high-level tech priest, but could you imagine, like, no one knew about this. No one knew about this? The, <laughs> hey, the people, the, the Medicae and the Scholar Progenium who, who picked up Justinian 7,000 years ago and shipped him off somewhere... They had no idea why they were picking these people up. You know, the, the, the millions, if not hundreds of millions of people Cole must have employed over the millennia to get this working, <laughs> to just, just to build the various bunkers and everything that they're stored in. You know, all the, mm-hmm. all the, all the scientists and, you know, therapists that he, they would have to use to do the hypnotherapy, to do stimulus training, to do, you know, all, all the kinds of deep implanted learning and things that you're meant to do with Marines or whatever. That's that's so many holes for no one to have ever found out or told anyone about <laughs> yes. that. Yeah, I mean, I can. It's also it's also it's forty k. Like it's easy for things yeah. to slip through the gaps like that. You know, maybe True. they just thought they were recruiting for normal Marines, and you know, yeah. it's a different way to recruit <laughs> this year. You know, if the kid passes these genetic tests, they're good. We don't need to put them through the athletics test anymore. <laughs> um, you know, well, there's ways to explain it away, but at the same time. You're telling me not one other tech priest went over to calls like, hey, buddy, what you're working on there? That looks like a pretty cool bolt gun. Is that innovation <laughs> I see? <laughs> no, no. It's, yeah, it's for my daughter to take to school. It's part of this is a project. <laughs> bring, bring my bolter to work. Day. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I could get interesting. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you, actually, because that's, that's sort of my second reason. I put believable, question mark. You know, is it yeah. believable that... Yeah. that, that I mean, yes, it is believable, but mm. I think the way they come it across it's hand a, waving. <laughs> yeah, a bit of like, yeah, he's just been doing it in secret for ten thousand years. Like, really? Has he? You know, like completely it's a, with no one yeah, guessing. You know, no, it's a bit. Yeah, it makes you know, it, make, it, it, make us call these sheets. Say you just transferred ten thousand random Imperium citizens from five hundred different worlds <laughs> to your lab. Are you all right? Did you need <laughs> yeah. servitors that badly? You can yeah, ask. We have some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need someone to organise my books in my library. It's a big, it's a big library. <laughs> yeah, it just makes it. Like I said, it, it's not. Mm. It, it doesn't make it un- probably unbelievable, but it just makes it a bit weaker. Where you think, yeah, mm, that's a bit, yeah. a bit wishy washy, isn't it? Mm. Um, 
I think so. Yeah, that was my second reason. But my first main reason, I think, for no was they're not interesting enough potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think to yourself of all the, you know, I mean, and when I say years, I mean actually years in real life. You know, where we've had marines yeah. for you know for in games workshop for quite a while now and you think right you're gonna we're gonna do some new marines we're gonna completely mix it up and oh great okay that sounds really exciting i can't wait you know we've had marines for years it's like Mm. yeah we made them a bit another a foot taller and you know they've got uh, yeah (laughs) it's a bit like oh right you know it's not bad Mm. but is it interesting Mm, yeah i don't know it's not it's a bit flat isn't it in some ways i mean okay yeah. You know, you've got you've got new units which mm. are great, but they, again they're just are they interesting enough? I mean, look if you mm. look at Hellblaster, you think, okay, that's cool, but it's like it's just a again a Primaris with a big plasma gun. Yeah. Um yeah. You, you know, it's I don't know, again it's not they're not terrible, but they're mm. just sort of a bit oh, okay. You know, and so and again so when it comes to the law perspective same reason again it's almost the flip side of one of the yes mm. reasons we're like great we can create new dynamics but yeah but they but because they're just a slightly better version of marine there's only so far you can go with them like on a, on mm. a micro level i mean yes you can do heresy you can do traitor lesions you can do all these other things but like day to day conversations and stuff they are still just marines, marines like yeah. ultimately you know they don't they're not changed they're just listed a bit <laughs> taller and stronger that's yeah that's it you know have so you, um, have you been influenced by reading all those fabius bar books matt do you want to <laughs> yeah, with I five have. arms and wings yeah exactly that's the problem <laughs> i'm think, I'm, I'm i'm living up to his his uh, you know ambition and expectation mm. over there. i think you know fabius has got you know would have a field day with the uh, primary. Oh, I mean, he he, you know, I mean, he like, probably he's, is right you know, now. <laughs> he's building, cl- you know, he's doing clones of, of Primarchs. Mm. So, like, you know, he's on a different level <laughs> to that degree. So, uh, yeah, okay. Mm. Um, uh, next, no reason for you? Oh, I mean, like, I would honestly agree with that. They're not as interesting as they could be. Angle. Um, apart from that, mm-hmm. how how are they bad for the law? I mean, there's just a bit many of them, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fair yeah. few of them like look there were a million marines total at best before yeah all the primary marines and now there's probably like four or five million <laughs> we don't know how many but you know gillam is like oh I'll just take a few out for a crusade and picks up you know two hundred thousand marines and still gets to where he's going with enough left to do a whole battle at ball and everything and like oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they, I they could be they could be lesser in number and then again, on the other hand, it's been ten thousand years. Of course, there's a lot of them, I guess. But like, yeah, <laughs> no, I get, I no, I get that. I, I mean, I suppose my other thing that I'm thinking is that mm. they potentially devalue normal marines to a degree, and mm. I mean that on two le- two levels. Again, at, at, on on a basic level, why would you want a normal marine when you can have a primaris marine? You know, just mm-hmm. on a basic level, you think, well, you know, both from a tabletop and a law perspective, it sort of makes, it pushes aside the, you know, the normal Marines. But also, you know, do, do you feel that it's sort of watering down the chapters? Because, you know, you've got them in, they're coming in, mm-hmm. go, right, here you go, here, here's a shed load of Primaris Marines. And yeah. it's sort of taking away, it's almost taking away the character of that chapter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, look, again, Devastation of Baal, which we covered recently, you know, so here you go, here's a load of Marines, but Oh, they, they won't suffer with the black thirst. They won't suffer with the black um, red thirst or the black rage, mm. you know, theoretically. But then that sort of, yeah, I mean, that's good from a from a 
or you know, say that's true it, yeah. it's good from their perspective but from a law and interest mm. point of view you think oh okay well, that's a bit boring isn't it yeah. you, know, they, you want yeah. them that's what makes them interesting because mm. they suffer mm. with the black rage and the, and the red thirst i've seen that point online it's like i go and look at a table and it's dark angels and blood angels playing each other and they look exactly the same one's red one's green mm. they're just all primaris marines i'm like i kind of get where you're going yeah. Like if, if you it, wanted, you can still make those factions much more unique. But like the the prevalence and the numbers of Primaris Marines pushes the idea that they should be the core of everything at this point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's. But you know, it's not, it doesn't take anything away. From, I, I suppose the good thing is, like, so mm. going back to it, it's a it's a it's a a, a can you know a blank canvas, so they can make them interesting. They can do yeah. what they want with them yeah. now. So it, I suppose it's more of a time will tell situation. Mm. I suppose, isn't it? Yeah. Um, do you have any other my, note? I'll wait for my Primaris with eye lasers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> have mm. you got any more no reasons? Uh, uh, not particularly. Uh, people listening will, I'm sure that this is very clear. I'm pretty much pro Primaris Marine overall. So am I. Yeah, yeah. so am I. Admittedly. Mm. Um, right. Well, actually, saying that, let's see. Let's see what what people think. Yeah. So well, we um we... go with the numbers first. <laughs> yes. So yeah, we. We did a Twitter poll uh, for most of this week to sort of, ask, again, asking this particular question, people. And it had a lot of response, actually. Mm. They said it really yeah. got people thinking. So the vo- from a voting point of view, uh, yes and no. Yes was 55% and no was 45%. Yeah, so, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty close. Yeah, mm. you know, people are not... It's not a given that people think, yeah, Primaris Marines are great. Which yeah. I, I sort of expected this result, I think, because mm. I think most people do like them, but I think there's still a lot of people that are not sold on them yeah. at all. So yeah, it's interesting how it changed throughout the week because I remember about what ten hours after we first posted the poll, it was like seventy percent. Yeah, Primaris Marines are good, yeah. and now it's like it, th- it ate back down as people thought more about it. I guess or something. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and when people are seeing each other's comments, think, oh yeah, that's a fair point. Mm. Um, and yeah, and so talking to comments, we'll read what you know what comments people have given us. So we've yeah. got comments from Twitter and Discord. So uh, Cameron, do you want to start with the first first one? Yeah, yeah. Our first one is from Fabricio D, uh, at Undiris on Twitter, uh, who says, Yes, I do like Primaris Marines. I still need to read Blood of the Axe, but they will do just fine for the law, generally speaking. Which I, <laughs> I honestly agree. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. Um, so, uh, Heretic Wargaming, which is at H Wargaming. Uh, I like them for law reasons, but in the law, some chapters hate them. I think for that reason, there should have been optional seed upgrades for tactical squads. Hmm, interesting point. Um, and also he went on to say, I think they'll be thankful once whatever happens to the Emperor happens. Chaos is coming to terror no matter what. <laughs> He's right. I like that. He's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Onkel Harrowmaster at Nadus Noctum uh, says, They were necessary to bring this new vibe of hope into the very stagnant 40k universe. I think it was a good counterbalance to the Cicatrix Maledictum and the birth of Enead. Gilliman alone would not have had the significant impact, which is a good point. Mm. Like, yeah. Gilliman comes back. Sure, he's a Primarch. Sure, he's a great commander. He's literally one guy. Bring, you know, <laughs> yeah. bring your bring your swarm of Primaris Marines along. Yeah. Actually, that's a good yeah. point. Imagine, imagine Aether, but Gilliman didn't uh, come back and said it was just that, you know, Cole finally said, okay, I'm tired of waiting. Let the Primaris Marines out. That would be so weird. I kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Just everyone I, reacting without this without this central guidance of what do we do with these? 
you know, just like they show up on a chapter's doorsteps, like, hi, we're the new Marines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think they go, they go nicely in ha- hand in hand, actually. Mm. And yeah, I think it's a, yeah, no, that's a very good point, actually. Uh, right. Next, uh, Lee at Demon Hammer, Demon, sorry, Demon underscore Hammer. Uh, before they came out, I was against the whole idea, but now I like it. Blood of Ajax was awesome. The updates, law and tech is exactly what 40k needed for me. Uh, I wish there was more for them already. I love the models and background, but it's the characters that really get me excited. So mm-hmm. yeah, fair point yeah. again. He's I would right love Blood to see. Um, I would love to see some Primaris special characters in a future book. Yes. That's like, what I think's needed. Yeah. Mm, but there's lots of good ones. If you want an Ultramarines character, because you need an Ultramarines character, have like Tetrarch Felix from Dark Imperium, you know? Yeah, good point. Like, he's, yeah. he's the he's a whole he's a leader of a whole planet. <laughs> he's an important mm-hmm. primary marine. Yeah. yeah. Um Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean and to be fair, where he's mentioned Blood of Ajax again, the two main characters in that are both mm. really good. They've both got yeah. a lot of personality to them. So yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, poke the bear at poke the bear 40k <laughs> says i like them but i think it's a bit of a stretch from a purely law point of view uh it kind of feels like just a gaming mechanism to improve the game but it needs justification which yeah like we said it's, it's yeah. a little hand wavy that they're around and no yeah. one knew until now yeah 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 totally great <laughs> uh right next uh liam uh exelby at liam exelby uh if it didn't mean the eventual disappearance of classic marines, then I wouldn't mind, but I feel that is unavoidable. Uh, well, yeah, which is sort of yeah. something I echoed earlier, where, yeah, it does sort of undervalue the, the, the normal marines. And, and I think yeah. he's right. I think we will see a day where Primaris will be the marines. I, I think they mm. will start potentially well, phase them out. We're already seeing it a little. Uh, in Kill Team Commanders, your only commanders available are Primaris. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um so Primarch Angron at Angron the Angry says <clears throat> Their armor is ugly and their law laughs in the face of all previous Space Marine law. Uh, <laughs> I love in caps as well. <laughs> yeah, in all caps, which is why I had to say it like that, obviously. Um, uh, thank you for your feedback, Primarch Angron. Uh, we hope to see yes. you soon on Vigilus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or Armageddon again. Would also work. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. I mean, I, I like the armor design. There are some bits of it that I don't like as much, but like overall, I like the way they look. But yeah, yeah they that's look personal cool, opinion. So. Yeah, I mean, again, they're a bit blank canvas, aren't they? Sometimes, mm-hmm. but then Marines always were anyway, unless you're talking yeah. specialist sort of Marines. So no, that's a fair point. Mm. Uh, next, so you've got the uh, Aleph Null. Mm. Um, I don't even know how you pronounce that. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not a fan. Don't own any and kill them first whenever I meet them on the table. <laughs> well, so yeah, it is. <laughs> look, I can respect a good grudge. Yeah, I'll give fair you point. That. Um, well, and that I'll, I'll take a crack that their Twitter handle is, I think, at Chthonic Hydra. I'm going to say oh, that's yeah. how you say that, probably. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, um, then we one. have um, Michael. Heart, American flag, heart, flag of another country I can't immediately recognize. Um, I think that's Israel, I think. Israel, maybe, yeah. At Michael McGree5 uh, says, I would love to see more Primarchs come back. I agree. Yeah. Give us yes. the Primarchs. Definitely. Give us. Demon Primarchs and Loyalist Primarchs, please. Yeah. Yes, I please. I want to see Lehman Ross come back like Odin with a spear missing an eye and full of bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mm. Right, uh, let's go to our a, few, a couple of Discord ones we've got. Uh, Red Shadow, who gave the birthday shout-out earlier in this mm-hmm, episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got no problem with them. They're a good blank slate to craft new stories, which yep. we've sort of echoed We're already. We're getting some yep. good news so, stories out of them. So, yeah, yep, exactly, <laughs> and more to come, please. 
Mm. Uh, Drew64 says, uh, I don't know if there's a precedent for it in the books or lore, but if this was a real undertaking, there would be multiple generations or iterations of Marines attempting to improve the design, so in that sense, I'm fine with it. I would like them to be explored more, maybe a playoff between them and the older Marines as a focal point, or a proper mm-hmm. exploration of them and Chaos, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, Drew, read, read Plague Wars. There's, there's that tension between the Primaris and the, and the old guard, uh, to a degree. Yeah. It's, it's mm. not, it's see- not the focus of the book, but it's a nice little bit. And you see it a bit in Dark Imperium from memory as well. Yeah, you just see a, that, a little. Like, mm, well, mm. Yeah. Fair point. Uh, who's this? Uh, Adrian, uh, obviously friend of the show, been on here before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the minis are vastly superior and far more enjoyable to paint. That's the limit of my input on this. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> to be fair to Adrian, he's a he's a painter rather than a, a mm. law buff. So, but yeah, uh, but yeah. no, it's still a fair point. You know, it's still part of the. Mm. They are, you know, and they uh, they are easier to paint. It's easier to freehand when they're much bigger. <laughs> Exactly, more space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Tresillian says, I don't like them, not because of the law, but because I don't really like the design. They seem rather clunky to me. And again, mm. totally a matter of personal opinion. Absolutely. I, yeah. I would say all Space uh, Marines look pretty clunky, but yeah, yeah I can, I can see where you're coming so. from. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. Thank you very much for all those responses. Mm, it's really yeah. interesting. Again, it shows the two different sides that you get. So, and and again, mm. the the voting as well. You know, sort of clearly showed that it's yeah. not. You know, that it's you're not either a cut generally and dry issue. no, as we thought. So, no, that's awesome. And yeah, that's been this episode's discussion topic. So, mm. and now, like I said, we're now on to the end of the show. So we'll just quickly wrap it up, and then we'll be on our way. Yeah. Um, so as always, uh, if you've got spare five minutes and have got the ability to do so, cause I know it's not always easy for everyone, but if you're happy to go on iTunes and give us a five star review, it's very well appreciated. It gets, you know, more people listening to the show, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. you, from a social media point of view, the main place you can find us is Twitter, yeah. uh, which is <laughs> at realm and ruin. That's pretty much where <laughs> we're on. We do have a Facebook, facebook.com slash realm and ruin. But again, it's mainly just copies of the, the Twitter post more than anything yeah um um as always push our discord server again link will be in the description of this episode so again you know join us on there we said we have some great conversations again we've got people you know giving us feedback uh regarding i said the uh discussion topic we just had and yeah just get on there it's you know it's well worth your time <clears throat> excuse mm. me um and also, uh, as we've had before, if anyone wants to guest on here, um, please contact us, you know, because yeah. like I said, we're always welcome to have people. We've got a few people that have requested. We've got a few people lined up, mm. you know, potentially, and especially some bigger people, but we'll <laughs> save that for another time. Um, <laughs> wink, wink. Um, but yeah, let's say contact us, you know, contact us, you know, either on Twitter, Facebook or Discord or uh, our mm. website, which is realmandruin.com um, slash contact. Uh, you can send us an email from there. Um, and just again, to reiterate what I mentioned at the start of the show, that uh, coffee uh, way of supporting us again, it's not, you know, again, we're not pushing anyone to do it. You know, yeah. the show will always be here, but you know, if you ever wanted to say thanks and throw us a, a couple of dollars or pounds that way, again, it will just get reinvested in, you know, things that we mm. cover on the show, any books and yeah. stuff, because obviously we pay for it all our, ourselves, <laughs> but, uh, yeah links in the will be in the description um and lastly where can people find you on the internet cameron uh you can find me on the tweeter at night underscore twin that's night without a k uh come for various bits and bobs uh yelling about having to beat my ps4 up until let me play red dead redemption 2 is one of my more recent things Uh, disc drives man disc drives i know how do we mess this up? It's an ancient technology. <laughs> it's because they want it to be a digital world where there is no discs. <laughs> well, I'd be fine <laughs> with that if I didn't only. live in Australia. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> Hamstring there. Uh, <laughs> um, you can also find me on. Mm. Yes, you can also find me on Twitter at Ninja Badger Seven. Um, I need to be a bit more active on there. I'll be honest. I'm. Yeah. I suppose I spend so much time on our realm and room one that I don't, I don't spend <laughs> yeah. as much time um, yeah. on there Put as well. But I will do. Up, some dog and baby. Yeah, yeah, I should do. Yeah, I will do. <laughs> Always down to time. But uh, yeah, so thank you very much for listening to this episode, episode 16. Uh, as always, your support is greatly appreciated. We hope you carry on enjoying what we do. And we'll catch you on the next show. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye.